Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. Top studio, Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Wednesday morning. Boomer is out in Las Vegas. He is scouting the site of Super Bowl 58. That means Jerry is in for Boomer today and tomorrow. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? What's up, man? How are you, how are you doing? I- I'm doing well. I- we did have to survive a barrage of bored Boomer Esiason texts. I didn't get those. Oh, you weren't on that thread. No, that's the... Oh, uh, my God. Android. See ya. That's right. I thought I thought you were at least on one of them. We were on the one where he sent the weather. I woke up to that. Oh, yeah. okay. Right. I did so see that. He sent that. So he is out there doing the Super Bowl's greatest commercials, which he does every year, and he has a lot of fun doing that. We'll be recording that tonight. Yeah, with Daniela Rua from NCIS oh, Los Angeles. Oh, that is correct, who has been his uh, partner there for, uh, for, for many years now. Um, so I just had a feeling that he was probably by himself for most of the day yeah. yesterday. And with Boomer, he needs to be, you know, stuff has to be going on. Mm-hmm. He can't just sort of relax and do nothing. So he's, of course, scrolling and sending us stuff. And me and Al just an Instagram reel after Instagram <laughs> reel after Instagram reel. And then he sends the weather forecast yes. to me, you, and Al, whoever else. And then I get a phone call. Really? I got a Boomer Esiason phone what call. What time was this at? 8.30 Eastern time. He's in his hotel doing nothing. I'm sitting at home, I'm I'm watching TV, I'm watching the Knicks, and he called. And I'm like, what's he calling about? Because there's no other rich people around. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts talking sports. Really? We're doing the show last night at 8.30. Mm. He's going on, Ben Johnson, he's talking Knicks, he's talking weather. I, we I, did an hour last night. I'm thinking Casamigos and Boredom. <laughs> That's exactly what yes, it was. Absolutely. I don't even know if it was Casamigos. I think it was just straight up boredom. Yeah, but we talked. It was nice to hear from him. I wasn't. I wasn't mad that he called. Just surprised. I mean, usually he's got something better going on than calling me in Las and, Vegas. Right? He's in Las Vegas <laughs> after we did four hours earlier yeah. in the day. He missed you. That's probably what it was. I was yeah. kind of feeling like that. Mm. He's, he's throwing all this stuff at me. And also, I think which we'll get to later that whole Ben Johnson thing where he mm-hmm. said it was a lock and it wasn't a lock. He wanted to want to talk about that. You know, and say, hey, you know, I know I was getting some crap about that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, So I think you wanted to get that off his chest a little bit. Mm. Um, but, yeah, 
But I mean, listen, I, I everybody I work with, I really like a lot. But if I am in Las Vegas in a hotel room, <laughs> the only people I'm calling that week will be my family right. to check in. I'm not calling you guys. Yeah, you call Billy Jockalone. <laughs> Here, Billy, what's going on, man? What do you think about this Mikhail Bridges potential trade? <laughs> right, exactly. Billy, I'm laying in my hotel in Las Vegas thinking about you mm. and basketball. That seems problematic. Uh, yeah, but anyway, he'll have a busier day today. And then, he, so he he's out there, he films this thing, I guess it's like six hours. They start filming at 6 p.m. Vegas time and then go all the way till midnight Vegas time. So, which is 3 a.m. here. Yeah, sure. And then he goes back and falls asleep and gets up, gets on the plane, comes back, does a Friday show here. But he said he plays hockey Saturday and then gets on the plane with us back out to Vegas yeah. on Sunday. He's a busy man. But he, not, it's not surprising. Not yesterday. Not so well. <laughs> He needed he needed companionship companionship yeah. yesterday. No, I know. No, and I felt I was I was happy about it. I was I was happy to to choose some clock for him. Uh but yes, basketball is in a in an amazing place right now. One of the topics Boomer and I talked about last night for the Knicks fan. And it's 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 really sad in a way for me because as much as I'm enjoying what is a regular season, I understand regular season basketball doesn't mean a lot, especially mm. for the good teams, but it means a ton for the Knicks fan right now because they haven't experienced a lot of this. But I'm having a tough time really enjoying it because now I'm starting to get nervous. Why? Why? This is a really good team. Why am I getting nervous? I'll tell you why. Because finally, they've got expectations. Yeah. And all these other years. So, like, even last year, the expectations weren't high. You knew they were building. It was a great year with Jalen Brunson. That COVID year with Julius Randle, prior to that terrible Kemba Walker-Evan Fournier offseason. Mm. But that first one, that COVID year, where the MVP chance, there were no fans in the stands. They go to the playoffs. It ended disappointing against the Hawks, but it gave us something in a postseason that you hadn't really experienced in a while. Now, like I'm seeing number one, number two, and in NBA insider power rankings. I'm seeing them blow teams out without two of their best players. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing Jalen Brunson in MVP conversations. I, I mean, I, I don't at all warranted all of it, and I don't know what to do about it. Enjoy it. That's what you do. It's with it. tough. You for enjoy me. it. And then what happens in June or May happens. But I'll tell you this, watching them last night and uh, a lot of the second half this morning, it's just a well-put-together team. And, you know, it's funny. I think I was doing the show. I think I was filling in for both of you guys, actually, when the trade was made for OG Ananobi. And I know he didn't play the last couple of days. But I remember thinking, good player, no doubt. But, man, as as much as people couldn't stand quickly or Barrett here, I'm thinking, how are they going to replace 35 points a game? And not only have they replaced it, they've become a, a better fit of a team. And you watched last night. Here are the things I took away from last night. No Ananobi, no Julius Randle, and yet still it's cohesive. Still they defend in spurts. I'm not going to say they're a great. They're not a great defensive team, but they're good. And in this day and age in the NBA where teams don't defend, they're one of the better defensive teams. They had five turnovers last night. I don't think any in the third quarter. Maybe one, five for for the game. And I'm not saying that's going to be every game, but when you cannot turn the ball over, when you've got a assassin from the three point line and this Dante Divincenzo, I know last night was a career night, but he can flat out shoot it from the outside. When you've got Jalen Brunson, and then you're going to get Randall back, you're going to get Ananobi back. You've got Joel Embiid now with a uh, a bum knee apparently well, as he I mean, came out of that game again last night. Him and Giancarlo Stanton are, are essentially like the same guy now where you can count on an injury. Not the sense that like Stanton's been disappointing. Obviously, MV, uh, Embiid won the MVP. 
but from the standpoint of you know an injury is coming. For sure. It's a lock every single and that's And that's a problem for them right now. So yeah. all of a sudden, you look in the standings, the Knicks have passed the Sixers by a game. The one team that would bother me, I know most people will say Boston, and I get that. All good. I understand. Box. I understand. Giannis bothers me. That's the one thing that if he gets going, I don't know how the Knicks stop him. Yeah. That having been, especially especially where the game's officiated, if he goes to the free throw line 30 times in a playoff game. I tell you how they stop him. The Bucks did it for the Knicks already. They hired one of the worst postseason coaches we've ever seen <laughs> in Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers will stop Maybe. them for the Knicks. Maybe that's it. I don't know. All I know is I look at this Knicks team and I thought Ananobi would be a nice addition. I didn't think it would have the effect it's had. And you look at them, and yes, they are the best team in the NBA since he's gotten here. I think it's 14-2 and two in their last 16, eight straight. And th- you know what they do well, too, which is not easy to, to accomplish. What are they, 21-0 and 0 against, you know, sub-500 Bad teams? Bad teams, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. even the best teams in the league don't do that. So they're taking care of business. Yes, we got to see them against good teams, but we have. We saw them annihilate Denver on the back end of their road trip. We've seen them go to Philly and just clobber the Sixers. Enjoy it. I'm telling you, enjoy yeah, it. But, and whatever but this, happens, happens. Yeah, I know, but this this is the problem. All right, and I'm not saying that it's right. I, I wish they didn't have this mentality. But growing up rooting for the four major teams that I have rooted for my entire life, that is the Mets, that is the Knicks, that is the Minnesota Vikings, and that is St. John's basketball. Also, growing up in this area, like most of us have, when things are going well with things like this, I'm not talking big life things like you're healthy and all of a sudden you, the piano falls on your head or something like that. I'm not talking about that. that I'm suck. talking about like like everyday things. Like when things yeah. are going well with your sports teams, things are going well with the commute Things are going well with your car. Then all of a sudden you hit a pothole and the tire blows out. Mm -hmm. Or you're flying home that day and then bang, there's a four-car accident on the LIE. Everything spills over. It takes you two hours to get home. Or you're going through the winter and everything is fine until you get that overnight two-foot snowstorm and you have to stay in a hotel. So, like, there's just things. So, when you, like, things are going well, and, and this is just a product of my environment, is that I am expecting disaster and now you got julius randall's injury yep which everybody's okay with right now and they feel like it's gonna be weeks instead of months whatever but still that's a that's an injury right he could come back and not be the same player exactly for sure and everybody's just thrilled with the way that that they've played without him but that's not going to be sustainable in the postseason they need the guy as much as we've we've crushed him in the last few postseasons how bad he's been they need the guy and then ananobi i'm not i'm not as worried about but i just so now you know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Jalen Brunson's got to stay healthy. That's the thing I'm waiting for next. So it's funny you bring that up because the game last night, you could make the He's on the floor in the final couple minutes of that game. Yeah, and I was, literally, I was honestly thinking about you, about these, these games over. Why are they still on the floor? And he's out there in a 17-point game. That team, they were done. They just want to go the hell home. They weren't looking to, to come back in that game in, in the last quarter, in the last five minutes. And boy, Get him off the floor. Yeah, I know. He was still out there. But I, I would be a terrible NBA head coach 
because of, well, just not knowing basketball like head coach. That yeah, that's a good start. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> from from another standpoint, is I would if I were Tom Thibodeau right now, I would be so scared to play those guys, especially after the Randall and Ananobi injuries. Like I'd have Jalen Brunson in bubble wrap. I'd have him go out there for like three minutes each quarter. And <laughs> no, just sit you can't down. do that. And then like if they're losing the game, then they'll like, throw them back out there for a little it bit. It doesn't win the work game, that way. Sit back on the bench. I, I mean, this is because it feels like <laughs> it feels like an opportunity now and like a real opportunity. Not like one of these, hey, it'll be cute if they win a couple rounds in the playoffs. Like, really, they do have a shot to make it to the NBA Finals. I agree. You can feel the momentum building. And it's nuts. Mm-hmm. And like, and I just, I, 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 Nick fans all over the world have not had that feeling in so long. And, and, I, and I wish I could. And I'm enjoying watching the games and I'm enjoying the fact that I expect them to win and they're winning. But now that like I've gotten over that part of it, I'm thinking like, what is going to be the thing that that rips my heart out? That's going to give me the feeling like I had when when Reggie Miller would hit that three and beat the Knicks in a playoff series, when Michael Jordan had the ball in his hands. I remember being a kid and yelling, "No!" every time he got the ball, "No!" and he would always score. Uh, or you know, even even more recently, Jimmy Butler last year. And seeing him be the assassin that he was. I mean, it's just... Well, how about the fact that maybe you've got the best player on the floor now? How about that? How about Jalen Brunson arguably could be the best player on the floor in any given game? Yeah, I mean, and I can't argue with any of that. It's just, it's the unforeseen. That's the thing. Listen. I I just can't, I can't deal with it. I I get it. I can't deal with with success with my teams because I know... But then there's no answer for you then because then the easy the answer. No, they gotta do it! Right, well, exactly. That's the only thing! But then you're gonna be so nervous to watch a game seven, why even turn it on then? Because you know you're gonna what? be worried about failing than having them win. Like, if this is the case, then don't watch any of this and turn it on when we get to the the, conf- the NBA Finals. I, just enjoy I it. They're playing. I can't do that. They're giving you right now. <laughs> I know. They are giving you right now some of the best consistent basketball they've played in. I know was it fifteen with Carmelo fifty something wins. Yeah, that was a great regular season for sure. I'm not can't argue that. Jeremy Lin gave you a three week window, which was I mean had turned the, uh, the the city on fire in terms of sports. But for the most part, consistently now this group over the last couple of years, and they've gotten better each step of the way. They've given you some. I know we. I have fun with Boomer about it. They're really good though, and they're consistent. They're well. Yeah. Yes, the Knicks are well run. They've got a good coach in place, and they've got players that fit. And there's something about these guys knowing one another that. And there was a pass last night. I didn't even know he had it in him. Josh Hart made a pass to Hartenstein. I'm like. Where'd that come from? Well, I mean, how? I mean, how, where did Dante DiVincenzo being the leading scorer and taking over a game offensively come sure. from? I mean, well, I mean it's you like, knew he could shoot. You just didn't like, know at that level like last night. <laughs> I, I know it's a, it's insane, but I, I just don't. I don't think. And everything you're saying, I'm not arguing with, and that that's what makes me nervous about. It. I just don't think that my brain at this point in my life it's it's been 41 years of seeing my teams across sports just. Blow it. I understand. And I, I don't think I can ever believe until I see one of them do it. And and I think that's the same for every Knicks, Mets, I'll throw the Jets in there. Uh, anybody who roots for those teams, that's just, that's just the way you're conditioned. Now, if I were a Patriots fan, I, I would believe it. So. Yeah. I were a Lakers fan. I were a Celtics fan. I, you know what I'm saying? Like then I would believe that it's possible. I'll say it the same way. I continue to say it. 
the Red Sox won three World Series in a very short span after decades and decades and decades of heartbreak, and the Cubs won a World Series. Yeah. It happens. You just, you got to have the right mix, the right players, the right, you know, organizational set in place, and I th- I really think they have, and I think the idea of them winning an NBA championship, now, we keep talking about the NBA Finals, and I'm talking about Giannis, and even in, even if Embiid is healthy, I don't know how they're slowing him down because I feel like he not only does he get to the line, that guy shoots 85% of the free throw line. You so know, he goes to the line 25 times a game, you're in trouble. The bigger question would be, if you got there, Denver. Oh, that, that to but, me, uh, is the right, biggest roadblock, I mean, obviously. <laughs> like getting to an NBA final. But this is one of those things where I actually, as devastating as it would be to, to lose an NBA finals, feel like you could win a championship. If this group got to an NBA Finals and got out of the Eastern Conference and then lost to a team that was on the way to a dynasty and probably the best player in basketball, like I would take that this year. Yeah. I would, of course, and all of us would. Um, but I'm not even as worried for whatever reason. And I know that the Knicks have matched up well with the Celtics and, and the, the fear shouldn't be there maybe. But I, I don't, because it's Lillard's first year there. Because of this coaching drama that they have had, Doc Rivers' history in the postseason, the fact that Milwaukee has won a recent championship, and sometimes, I quite frankly, you know, they're not the teams that have won one before, not as hungry to do it. Now Lillard hasn't won one; he wants that, so that'll be a thing. But I, I'm not as worried about the Bucks as you are. I'm just, I'm, I'm not. Fair I, enough. I just think, yeah, as much as I say, Jalen Brunson, best player on the floor oh, in yeah, any yeah, given I game, and I think yeah. no one would argue that. I, I do think Giannis is another. I mean, another level. Yeah, I mean he, and it's because of the position. I mean, it's yeah. it's the fact and the way he gets himself to the free throw line, and um, that would concern me. But. I'm going to sit here and tell you that they've got every opportunity in front of them to go win and go win this conference and get to the NBA Finals. And that's even without making another move. And I, I see all the rumors. I don't know that they're going to make a move. I don't know that they have to make another move. All I know is what I'm watching on a night. Like, they have been, and I'm trying to think about teams that have gone on runs like this. You know when the Yankees have had these, you know, 15 and 16 game winning streaks? Mm-hmm. You feel like every night you turn them on, they're just going to win. Yep. Right now, I put a Nick game on. You expect them to win. I expect them to win expect every to win. game against anybody. Yeah, there's like a, a larger, deeper discussion about the evolution of a sports fan whose teams don't win that I think he could dive into the psychology of it. Perhaps. Like when you are when you're a kid and the, the, the athletes are your heroes and you get so much enjoyment out of that. And then, like, when it ends, you're devastated because it's a big thing in your life. But then you move on because you're like, I, you know, I got I got a million things going mm-hmm. on in my life. I'm, I'm a young person. It's going to be fine. I got all these years ahead of me. And then you hit the area where you were a few years ago where I am now, where you've, you've got young kids, you've got responsibilities, you're smack dab and trying to build a family and a life and your sports teams are there, but you got a different perspective now because you're yes. in charge of, of human life now. So like <laughs> your your perspective has has changed. Uh-huh. And if you have all these experiences when your team loses and like your life is more difficult now, you don't want that pain from them because you're like, hey, wh- why? why? I don't want to go back there. Hmm. Like it's like I, I've said this before. Like if you go to a mechanic and he screws up your car, you don't go back to that mechanic. But for whatever reason, when the team screws your life up, you go back to the team. So, like, I don't need that. And then I think when your kids grow up and you have, like, totally different life perspective and you're like, you know what? I got X amount of years if I'm lucky 
20, 30 years left before I die. I'm just going to enjoy whatever is here because it doesn't matter. So, like, I'm smacking the dab of that, the, the middle of I've got small children. I still love my sports teams. But, God, I don't want them to to have this black cloud over me. Hodgkin and hemorrhoids. <laughs> I don't need that negativity in my life. So I'm afraid because I've yeah. seen everything. I've seen the Knicks in the finals. I've seen the Mets in a World Series multiple times. You know, I, I've seen the Vikings in championship games, not in a Super Bowl. I've seen St. John's, at least in an Elite Eight. I was too young for them, uh, Final Four, you know, back with, with, with Mullen. But I've seen these things. I've just never seen the ultimate one. And that's why I'm just waiting for the, 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 the baseball bat to the back of the head. I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news. What? Yeah. But I will tell you, and I've said this, I've told this story many times. When the cow, I didn't see the Cowboys win as a kid. Remember, my first recollection was Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone. It was heartbreak. Yeah. And it was heartbreak again the year after that and the year after that. And then the swoon came. So when they finally got good, I w- you know, with Jimmy Johnson again, uh, I was, I guess when they won, I was 18. Oh, that's perfect. We'll have Gee, I will never forget the feeling when that game ended. Now what? Yeah. Like, yeah. how they just, how um, 20 minutes after the game ended. Okay. I remember thinking, like, the party at my house was ending. And I'm watching the post game. I'm like, I don't get nothing. Yeah. I, like, right. it was the weirdest. It was a cool feeling. They won. They did it. Woohoo. But it was empty. It was like, huh. Don't you think it's different, though? Because, I mean, you're. I'm 18. going to Models to get a, a shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. What you um, mean. Do I think it's different? Because no, now, I, like, you were 18. And now, like, all these years, like, you're, you're grizzled. Like, I always say mm. that if, if my teams win now, it, it's for all those suffering years where I it was like the most important I, thing in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I yes, like I I used to idolize Keith Hernandez, Daryl Strawberry, and then so like I'd Garno Alfonso, Mike Piazza, and like I'm not doing that with these guys. I'm not no. idolizing Pete Alonso and Jeff McNeil. So like if the Mets had won a World Series, it'll be like for all those years that I was the little kid who was watching Dwight Gooden pitch. You know? I get it. But so, like, that's... But, I feel like after the more years that you suffered with it, the more special it is. Maybe. But I'll tell you, you're not going to be on the float going on the Canyon Heroes with no, them. of course not. I, that I know. I'm telling you, it's a weird feeling. I mean, yeah. If the, if the Knicks or Mets win a championship, uh, we're not going to be... In the parade, no. they might send us to the parade if that, you wish, do a possible. show in the morning, like yeah. we had to do in oh two thousand and nine. Oh, that's early. That, that was bad. I remember having to produce the the two thousand and nine Yankees parade with, show with, with Joe, Joe and Evan. I mean, those guys are totally miserable. <laughs> <They're Mets fans. laughs> Here comes Joe Torre. Where's the Joe Girardi? Right? Yeah, it was Girardi at that point. And I just remember I was like so stressed out. And at that point, I was still like like really hating the Yankees and. And I remember Spitz, Eric Spitz, a program director at the time, was like, why are you so high strung? I was like, this is the worst day of my life. That's why. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. I now get it. I'm in charge of human life. I, yes, I know. It is not Which is important. why it shouldn't bother you as much. Which is not as important. Uh, these things. Right. Uh, these, these sports things. Not as important as that. All right. Boomer and Geo. Jerry and for Boomer on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Hey, Mel. Bry here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as. Right. 
Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. On the fan and CBS Sports Network, we've got CeeLo with us this morning because Boomer is out in Vegas, Super Bowl's greatest commercials. What's going on, Chris? Good morning. We're brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. So let me start by uh, reminding everyone of this from Geo yesterday morning, and you'll see why it applies in a second. So think about this. Yeah. And you've got the Hornets. It's a back-to-back with I travel. Agree. Yeah. Ananobi's been playing big minutes. The the uh, NBA gets teams get penalized for resting guys yeah. these days for just like resting. I think they gave him an elbow injury for a night, and you're going to see him tonight. That's what I think. So this was just take a load off your feet spot. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, take a load off spot. You might be <laughs> feet up day. Yeah, yeah, not so much. Or maybe the Knicks heard you and they're just trying to stick it to you a little bit. No, because, I, listen, uh, you know. man, this is what I get for trying to be positive. <laughs> I was thinking he wasn't really hurt and he'd be back playing and they were just trying to rest the guy and do something smart and it turned out that he actually is dealing with something. Yeah, <laughs> no Ananobi again last night. Obviously no Julius Randle and playing the second of a back-to-back. The Knicks would take care of business at the Garden. DiVincenzo again! Another three-pointer! Tonight, isolating, devastating that time in the corner. Mike Breen and Clyde Frazier on MSG showing off the range was (laughs) 30 feet out. Yes. Uh, He had nine threes, 33 points, 19 in the first half, which was a new career high. Jalen Brunson, 29 points and nine assists. And Josh Hart had the 10-10-10 triple-double, first triple-double of his career as the Knicks extended their winning streak to eight. They beat the Jazz 118-103 for head coach Tom Thibodeau. Our guys are playing hard. They're defending, they're rebounding, they're sharing the ball, they're playing smart, and they're playing tough, and uh, I think that goes a long way. They're bringing the best out of each other, but we still got a long way to go. Here was Brunson. Obviously, the team's still getting it done, missing some key pieces right now. It's a collective effort, and now we have got a couple guys out, and so it's not just going to be one guy. It's going to be all everyone just stepping up and um, be the right personnel and the right mindset to do that. So, um, I mean, everyone's pitching in, and um, most importantly, we're winning. A lot of winning, up to 31-17, and 17, third place in the East, game and a half behind the Bucks, and for the first time since 1994, the Knicks recorded oh. 14 wins in a single oh. month. So there you go. What Minnesota happened that year? Drawing yeah. comparisons. Yes. They ripped our hearts out in the front. <laughs> <laughs> At least but that, that did happen. Right? 
Uh, and the last four <laughs> of those 14 wins have come by a double-digit margin. So they've been winning comfortably, and they will kick off the month of February yep. by hosting the Pacers tomorrow. So I, I had a uh, I had a math. So I was in sixth grade in 1994, and I had this math teacher, Mr. Huey, who was a huge Knicks fan. <clears throat> And I had an NBA Finals shirt that was like a commemorative shirt. Not just for when the Finals started. Yeah. Knicks, Rockets, the date, whatever. And I remember wearing it after the Knicks had lost, mm-hmm. like maybe a month or two mm-hmm. later. I, I'm in sixth freaking grade, right? <laughs> and he legitimately got mad and yelled at me. <laughs> He's like, how could you do that? How could you wear that? <laughs> He's like, I was just getting over this, and now I got to see that. And I was like, Oh my god! That was the Sounds fine like education I got there at South Country School District at Delport uh, Middle School. Still with us? I have no idea, Mr. Huey, Glenn Huey. I don't know if he's still I don't thirty know. years ago. Yeah, yeah, thirty years ago, he was probably yeah. He's got to be in his seventies now, I would think. Yeah. But he was legit mad. Did you go home and set fire to that shirt after getting no. reamed out? No, 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 right. no, no, no. I just, I, I, I kind of wanted to wear it again the next day because <laughs> I knew it made him upset. Stick it to him. <laughs> uh, you got mm. Kevin Durant's return to Barclays Center tonight as the Suns visit the Nets. We've got pregame on the fan at eight twenty. We'll see what comes of all the video Nothing tribute chatter. Go, why? And like, well, what is? I don't understand right. this whole notion with video tributes for guys who did nothing for you just because he played here. They won one mm. series. Who cares? Move yeah, on. I don't get it either. Uh, I've never, like I, mean, I get if you played 10 years somewhere and the, the fan base just loved you and you made your life here. He had a cup of coffee here yeah. and then walked out on them. Yeah. I mean, screw the wor- him. <clears throat> the worst one ever was the Max Scherzer tribute video. I, I don't I don't understand. He was even uncomfortable with that. Yeah, I mean, that was bad. I mean, all it's just I think that the player empowerment days here, like the, the owner and the front office are in love with the superstar. So they love so, it. And even when that superstar screws you, right? they love the fact that they had a relationship with that superstar. So to, so to recap, they can stomp on your face and kick you on the way out the door, and then we're going to blow them kisses when they come back. Basically, yeah, because come nobody, on. I mean, everybody's pathetic. Such a joke. Well, yeah. you read the quotes, I'm sure, from Durant, that he doesn't want one. Good, like there you go. One. You got your out. Don't I give him anything. I did enjoy, though, that he was tweeting people about it about you know 30 minutes before the Suns tipped off their game Sunday. Did you follow all that? No. Okay. You didn't see this? No, I unfollowed him right. after he got he traded. He was engaging with people and going back, and they're like, dude, you got a game in 30 minutes. Like, What, what are we doing here? And then they that lost mean that game on Sunday as well. That means nothing. All right, well, I thought it was interesting. Here's we what did, you do. Uh, you know, add forward, Kevin Durant. That's it. Mm-hmm. PA announcer. Teams don't do that. That's though. all you do. gave one to Aaron Hicks, right? And then he got booed. Yeah. How about the They're paying Vegas $18 million dollars this year for him. I think this was him. more tongue-in-cheek, but the Vegas Golden Knights gave one to Jonathan Quick, who was traded there last year and basically didn't play in the playoffs. Mid, you know, he was a trade deadline. Ended the whole up thing's silly. Well, that's my point. Stupid. You can give Kyrie Irving one too. Maybe. Has he been back? I guess he has been. Right? Has Dallas might come have in already? Didn't they already do that? Did he actually play though? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. remember. All right. Elsewhere, Warriors. James Harden video coming. Oh, <laughs> it's funny. Break. Before the other night, they gave uh, Ben Simmons a tribute that he was still on the team <laughs> when he came. Back. By the way, I don't know if you caught this yesterday. This is hilarious. So all the post game stuff with the Nets. Oh my God, what a difference maker is! He's on the floor. We running. We can score. And we're and he's up there, man. Guys, it's go time. And then it comes out yesterday, Ben Simmons for Phoenix. Probable knee contusion. Yeah. What? I saw that. What knee contusion? You played 18 minutes and you were on a minutes restriction. <laughs> knee contusion. Ben Simmons, full of bleep. <laughs> Injury report. Questionable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God. 
Warriors beat the Sixers 119-107. Joel Embiid was questionable for that game after missing the prior few with a sore knee. He ended up playing, but then got hurt late in the fourth quarter with what head coach Nick Nurse called an unrelated knee injury. So he's headed for an MRI to take a look at that. Uh-oh. Yep, a little over a week removed, of course, from that 70-point game against the Spurs. And then you've got the Lakers. They lose to the Hawks in Atlanta 138-122, and LeBron has had uh, just about enough. He could, on any given night, beat any team in the NBA. And then on any given night, we get our ass kicked by him. <laughs> What's our record? One, one game under 500 is what we've seen. Under 500? One game under 500. Yeah. What, 24 25? Never made that. Where we are. So you get LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They should not be an under 500 <clears throat> team. I mean, I know I focus on weird stuff sometimes, but that reporters say one game or under 500 is what we're seeing. <laughs> That's what I thought I think, he said. I think what we're saying maybe it probably oh, had to do with the, the like lead into the original right question. I think it was what we were saying. Yeah, okay. I and gotcha. then someone asked a follow up about the games they have ahead and what's his message to his team. And he said he didn't have one. And then he paused to kind of collect his thoughts and sounded like he was going to add something. And the PR staffer said, that's it, mm. you know, ended the session. And LeBron said he appreciated that because he thought that he might say something that he shouldn't have. Yeah. Now, that was post-game locker room, obviously. Their next game is Thursday in Boston, so I don't know if they traveled last night or stayed in Atlanta, but I can tell you that LeBron tweeted at 2.26 this morning, our time, and it was simply an hourglass emoji. So he's kind of going through it right now with his career, the Lakers, yeah. their struggles. Oh, yeah. so. Is he really? I'm just telling you what he, how he feels about it. A ton it. of championships, a ton of MVPs, yeah. a scoring record. He's not going through it. He's not happy. Well, so it seems he's like he is. fine. He'll fine. be fine. Okay. I mean, for God's sakes, he's a billionaire. Yeah. Going still through a com- it. Still a competitor, though. Yeah. And I losing mean, games they probably shouldn't lose. Going through it. I'm trying to think of a guy in sports who's actually going through it right now. <laughs> like Dan Campbell's going through it. Yes. yes. I would agree with that. LeBron James. Hell. I mean, it's a Ooh, he's, not a, he's not accustomed to this, though. Yeah. He's a Mount Rushmore guy, right? He's not happy. Tom Brady making the rounds yesterday, including the McAfee show, looking ahead to life as a broadcaster and in the this media. This odd. Are you going to talk about, are you going to play the Greg Olson clip? Um, I was going to play the clip about what he's been doing uh, behind Mark. the scenes to prep. Sounds good. We do have Greg Olson. I'm going to sprinkle it. Yeah, yeah, the I got you. Morning, you know? yep. So yes, prepping to begin his Fox analyst gig next season. And as you guys, I think, alluded to, I don't know if it was yesterday or Monday, uh, how you thought he was probably doing some work yeah, boomer said that yep. quietly well that is indeed the case i've been out to fox studios a few times and done some some really dry runs with kevin who is tremendous at what he does i'm super excited to join an amazing team um rich russo rich russo and richie zions um you know we've we've talked a lot about football we've talked a lot about how i see the game so that process yeah. already underway he did say the best part of this is all right tom brady needs kevin burkhart <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> think about true. that for yeah. a second. It's a great point. Kind of like, like A-Rod he needs at one point yes, needed Kevin Burkhardt to too. guide him through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wow. I love this whole Tom Brady's in the lab prepping. I mean, every time we see him on Instagram, he's on a yacht or he's spotted <laughs> with that Russian supermodel <laughs> taking around yeah. to dinner and then going to Pound Town afterwards. <laughs> think he's sitting around watching film. No, he's not. He's enjoying his but life. But I, I do think he's doing, as he said, he's doing these few, mock yeah. games. Yeah, at least a few. Obviously. I don't know why these. I don't understand why he's doing this. I understand it's a lot of money, he's, and he loves money. He's got a lot of money already. I just why would you go through this? Everybody's going to hate you. That's just that's what you're you're stepping into a situation where all the executives there are going to kiss your ass, but the entire viewing public is going to hate your guts no matter what happens. <laughs> it's possible, possible, likely. It could also be John Madden. I mean, 
He's not going to be I good. don't think I, so either, but until we see it, we don't I know. I think he'll be better than people think, but nobody's going to like him. I mean, like just like Depends. Greg Olson, people don't really like Greg Olson calling games. They just root for him because Tom Brady's coming in to kick him <laughs> out of the, the underdog. Yes. That's why. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's just so unfair to Greg Olson because a big bad Tom Brady's going to come in and take his job. Just like what people didn't really care back in the day that Ian Eagle was getting kicked out of that uh, Nets job. They just didn't like the fact that, that Marv <laughs> Albert came in and kicked him out. <laughs> yes! I mean, and Ian's an all-time great, but he nobody is. gave a crap about the Nets TV job <laughs> up until that happened. It's just people don't like that. Let me, all kidding aside, if I asked you right now, like, who are the good, not average, not mediocre, who are the analysts and no one makes you watch a game? Oh, by the way, yeah, it's yeah. the game that makes you watch the game. But who are the really good analysts right there? Because I mean, they all get ripped to shreds. No, I think I think Troy is by far the best. I think okay. Troy, the way he does the game, is phenomenal. And a guy that I and he gets more run now on social media than than on TV because I don't even think he calls many games on TV anymore. I always thought that Brian Baldinger was yeah. very very good at those. He well, he works for Compass Media Networks now. Yeah, he does he, radio. He should be in one of these booths. I don't understand. He would the always players like him a lot too. I mean, I I would I and I'm not just trying to pump him up. I got no relationship with the guy. But when I would watch those games, he would deliver things in a way that was understandable and gave me a perspective I didn't mm-hmm. have better than probably most any other broadcaster. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think he's so good on social media. Is he does these boldies breaks breakdowns yes. for people to digest it in a way that makes sense. So I think he's very good. There's guy. There's, there's some people I think are just absolutely horrendous. But those are two guys right there for you. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I was gonna, I was going to say Aikman and Vilma. I actually like Vilma. I think he does a good job. The yeah. other guys to me, they're all. I could take them or leave them. I'm not saying they're good. I'm not saying they're bad. Yeah, they're there. They I think are. Olsen's fine. He's, he's, he's kind fine. of in that mix too. And I think Brady will fall right in line. Well, I mean, here's so you got Troy on this level, the the best level. Mm-hmm. Then you got Olsen, who is now getting pumped up by Brady knocking him out, and then everybody hates Romo. So like that's that's you know, true. Like so that's why it's just I don't know. And Romo was up here. That's another reason why Olsen gets pumped up is people are comparing him to Romo. Is because Romo's just we know is lost. Yeah, <laughs> at times. <laughs> Most that times, that's yeah. my guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love. And Tony he was Romo. great in the beginning. He was just it was tremendous. I but, don't know what happened. Well, he's again right off the field. Knew the players. Knew the game. Knew the schemes. Things change. Yeah, yep. true. Well, uh, not changing are the offensive coordinators in Detroit and in Houston. Ben Johnson decides to stay with the Lions despite the interest from the Commanders and the Seahawks. And Bobby Slowick in Houston gets himself a new deal and apparently a fat raise to stay with uh, C.J. Stroud and the Texans. No, and we have to go, so last oh, thing. All right, uh, Arthur Smith is your, your new offensive coordinator with the Steelers. There all you right. go. Very good, CeeLo. Thank you. It's Boomer Get and Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford <laughs> Tough Studio. <laughs> Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So I was driving around yesterday, and I'm not usually in the car at this time, so I don't catch Evan and Tiki and Sean live all that much. I'll, I'll go back and listen on the Odyssey app, or I will watch the videos that are posted. So Sean is in there, and he's talking about O's the Mentalist, and it's O's, not Oz. And he's talking about O's, who's coming in tomorrow, by the way. I'm looking forward to this. And I, we have no previous relationship with O's. I'm not here to defend him because I know him or he's going to be a guest. This has nothing to do with that. But I was getting so angry listening to Sean talk about O's and Jets training camp and this McCole Hardman Super Bowl thing that happened. Now, first off, a couple of things I will preface, a couple of things so people understand. One, this was not a Sean Morash, I'm going to throw some crazy hot take out there to annoy the audience. Okay, You know how he does a lot of that? We'll be like, I don't I'll take your word for it. I don't understand the big deal with Arthur Ashe anyway. You know, something like that. Like, he'll do that. And, oh, my God, you fat idiot. People go crazy. He knows what he's doing. And Spike sort of fans the flames with that. And we know that's a thing. All right. I believe, knowing Sean for a long time, I believe he was legitimately angry with this whole thing. So I'll bring you back to Jets training camp on Hard Knocks. One of the things that O's the Mentalist did was call up McCole Hardman, who was on the Jets at the time, and he performed this bit where he read McCole Hardman's mind and said, give me the two teams in the Super Bowl and give me a score. Just think about it. Think about mm-hmm. it. And then he said what it was, and then O's turned it around, and he had Jets 49ers 31-21. Okay. So then O's the Mentalist goes back because now McCole Hardman is on the Chiefs. He goes back, retweets the bit on his social media account and goes, I guess McCole Hardman was seeing into the future, saw his own future. So this annoys Sean, which is amazing to me because the king of self-promotion who puts out his stuff on social media to get more attention is now mad that someone else is doing (laughs) that. So we got a couple of calls when McCole Hardman got traded and when the Jets fell completely out of it. Of people saying the same thing Sean was saying yesterday, which is like this very narrow, they can't figure it out because they're just not smart enough. So they would call up and say that, oh, I guess that owes the mentalist is a fraud because the Super Bowl isn't going to be the Jets and the 49ers. And I said to them, like I will say to Sean and say to Evan, who didn't catch this yesterday either, with his stinky beard, (laughs) that the was not 
who is going to be in the Super Bowl? The bit was not, I'm going to tell you the future and who is in the Super Bowl. The bit was, I'm going to read McCole Hardman's mind. So when Sean's going over there, go take a lap of the menlith. You were wrong. Take a lap of the mentalist. There's a freaking guy from Twitter. I mean, get out of here. Take a lap of the mentalist. When he's saying this, and he's going, you're wrong. He wasn't wrong. He read McCole Hardman's mind. That is what McCole Hardman said the Super Bowl was going to be. That was the bit. So he was right about that. But the Super Bowl didn't end up that way. We know that. But that wasn't the bit. That's what he was thinking. That was driving me crazy. And then I see people like the, the videos out there to people, Sean's not wrong about this. Yes, he is! <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So you're going to have Sean come in tomorrow morning for this? No. I'm joking. No, I don't even know if he knows that he's coming in. Oh, I thought that's how it got started. I, okay. No, I don't. Th- no, it got started because this, those the mentalists put out the McCole Hardman tweet and he ended up seeing it mm. and he quote tweeted it. But I'm like, here's how O's would have been wrong. If McCole Hardman said, I've got the Chiefs, and I've got the Packers in the Super Bowl, and the score is 40-10. to 10. And then O's turns around and has Jets, Chiefs, 31-21. Yeah, That's that would O's be wrong. wrong. That would be wrong. But he said, I got the Jets, 31, I got the 49ers, 21, O's turned around, bang, there it And had it. Now, I don't think that this guy is a sorcerer. I don't I'm think he's curious got, to find out tomorrow. I don't think he's got powers... That other humans don't have. I think he's very, very good at what he does. Mm. But I just, like like I said, I'm not out here to defend him and say that he's magical. But just understand the bit. Understand what he's doing. Say, you're wrong. You were wrong. You were wrong. No, he was right. (laughs) It was so obvious. Why didn't you call in and yell at him? If you were listening to it, Al calls in. I can do it here. Yeah, true. That (laughs) is true. But I like when Al calls in and corrects them on things. Which has happened from time to time to time. I did. It crossed my mind, but you said the two words that made me stop doing it. Al Dukes. <laughs> you don't want to be like Al? I could not <laughs> get so worked up mm. when I'm not on the air about something that they are saying enough to call in. Fair enough. I had to be like, I can't do that, man. Let me just go home. Would have been entertaining. Go home, whatever. So I don't know. I mean, it, it would be... I don't know if he'll come in early or not, but it would be fun with Sean just trashing this O's the Mentalist and then, like, you know, O's pulls, like, a a buffalo wing out of Sean's ass or something, you know? <laughs> like, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> yes. It, the only thing I would say is I don't want to make this about Sean. I'm looking forward to this tomorrow. That is true, yeah. And I'm... Like, screw him. Like, screw, you, screw I him. I agree. As you know, I'm not a believer in this stuff. No, nobody This is. might make me a believer. No, no, no. He, he's this just, might. He's just really, really good at what he does. Obviously, he's I know, not a sorcerer. But I've seen too many of them, and you see the reaction of the players when he's done it. It makes me think, hmm, maybe there is something there. I'm telling you, if he can pick our brain tomorrow, um, gee, I could be straddling the line. Really? I could be. Yes, if he comes up with stuff that only I know... Or things that only you know? Like, what would the explanation be? And I don't believe in this stuff. But I got to tell you, he makes me think. He makes me think. Yeah, we will, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Are, are there any videos out there of him getting stuff wrong? I don't know. I have not seen that. But he, he's taking a chance because it's live TV here tomorrow, live radio. He's taking a chance. Right. All those other things were, you know, done to tape. So you <laughs> could have made the case that they edited something out. Wasn't there a guy out like... Uh, came in here totally blew one of those things 
Remember that guy was like Shlomo or something? Shlomo. Oh, yeah, Shlomo the magician. He came in here and totally... Yeah, he bombed. Bombed. Really? Yeah, like so bad to the point where like, okay, Shlomo, we're going <laughs> to get to a sports minute. We get appreciate out. your time. I don't remember that. He was so nervous. He was like shaking. And yep. he was here in the building to do, just to do different tricks for like social media stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think Izzo brought him in. And then we brought him in live and he just barfed all over himself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's that, unfortunate. I was like, <laughs> I was like, was that the magic? Damn, you puking all over yourself. Uh, all right. Well, because there are even just ma- magicians that you feel like you can explain it. This guy, I feel like it's not explained. Like that to me is the difference. A magician, I kind of understand the illusions. Okay, whatever. This is different though. Like re- getting inside your head. Like what type of. The only explanation would be he right now is re- is researching us as much as he possibly can online. But even that, there's stuff that's not known. All right, quick break. Tell Mike and Bayville to hang on because I'm interested in why he's asking us this question. So I will get to that okay. on the other side. He's got an interesting question for us. And also one more thing on uh, O's the Mentalist, something yeah. that I watched. There was a very there was a non-believer that I saw him almost convert to a believer on one of the bits that he did. I'll explain that next. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Knicks dominate again. It was awesome watching them without Julius Randle and without OG Ananobi again kick the crap out of somebody. This time the Utah Jazz on the second leg of a back-to-back where there was travel involved. I mean, what they're doing is amazing. We opened up the show there with that and talked about the uh, the game and expectations and how I'm nervous. You can go back on the Odyssey app and listen to that. We'll continue to talk some Knicks throughout the morning. I did want to to finish the conversation. We're up against the break. So you were saying how you are not a believer. Obviously, I, the story I told about Sean Morash, not a believer in what this always the mentalist does. Obviously, I think he's just he's a great sleight of hand guy, whatever he does. Uh, but so Dave Portnoy, also one of these very skeptical guys. So I was watching O's's uh, Instagram. I was going scrolling through it. <clears throat> so he's in the Barstool Studios. O's is. Dave Portnoy is in Miami. Mm-hmm. So they're over a video screen, over Zoom, whatever. So what he does is O's tells Dave, open up your Instagram. Opens up his Instagram. He goes, start scrolling. And then he says, stop wherever you want to stop. So Dave goes, okay, right here. He goes, is there a caption on that picture? And he goes, yeah. He goes, all right, open up the caption, pick one word in that caption. He's like, okay. So then O's has a chalkboard in front of him, all right? And the back of the chalkboard is facing the camera. He then writes down a word on the chalkboard, mm. and he holds it to his chest. And he goes, all right, what's what's that word? And Dave goes, four. And he goes, Four like F-O-U-R or four like F-O-R? And Dave goes, F-O-R. And always turns around the chalkboard. It's F-O-R. <laughs> now, I've watched it like a thousand times. I don't know if he somehow is, because he does ask him first what the word is. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, is he able to like write with his chest or no. something quickly? <laughs> I doubt it. Write F-O-R? I doubt Because you write something down mm-hmm. before... He says four. So I don't like it's stuff like that that I can't. Well, that's why I said like, I'm looking forward to becoming a believer tomorrow. But but our becoming a believer is now believing that this man has superpowers. Yes. Which which we know is not a thing. 
listen, people believe in all sorts of gods. Why can't I believe in this guy having a superpower to read my mind? Because he's, I don't believe it. Because he's a human. I, you know I, what I'm I saying? Get it. See I him. understand. But again, if he can come up with things that only you and I know, I'm going to have to rethink it. I mean, wouldn't that suck, though, if we did have someone who could read minds like that and had those superpowers and it was for things like making goldfish appear at training <laughs> camp as opposed to curing spinal injuries yeah I you know, know what i'm saying yes i do like we have a man with superpowers like why, why can't we get a man who just puts his hands on someone who's paralyzed Listen, and they go run a marathon i am half Instead, this guy's pulling I, the, the well, eight of spades out of somebody's nostrils some people believe we already had that that dude oh well <laughs> i'm half kidding when i say this because i just i i really believe there's a technique to it there has to be oh, yeah but i've also not sat in his presence and had him examine me well, he's also he's he's the guy now. Like I said, right. it, was, it was David Copperfield first, and then it was like David Blaine after that. But those things are magic. This well, is more. Uh, Blaine would do stuff like this. He too. did. I thought yeah. he was more of a, a trickster and a magic guy. He, but he also levitated. Yeah. He was levitating in the air. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. Wires. I, I don't think I don't, so. I don't believe that. You know, I'd, have to, I'd have to. I don't. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. I would have to see that. I've heard of. I thought he was just a magician. I didn't know he did that. Yeah. But this will be in our presence, right in front of us, <clears throat> and we are going to see it firsthand. All right. So if he makes you a believer, does that mean that's other things that I don't you don't know. believe in? You're going to start believing. I don't in? know the feeling that I'll have. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what if like. What if he came in here and bombed like Shlomo the Magician and his entire career collapsed because he could that. not get into the mind of Jerry Recco? <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't either, but it's a possibility. <laughs> you don't right? want to ruin anyone's career. It's got to be, be a possibility. I'm sure it's a possibility. <laughs> and this goes out everywhere. He does this for a living, so I'm sure it'll be just fine. Okay. That would be awful. <laughs> I also saw him do this thing with Adam Carolla. Hmm. Where he's like, if you could interview anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Okay. It was man or woman, whatever. And he got he got that right, too. Wrote it on a chalkboard, got it right. General, General MacArthur. Now, I was thinking if he did that with me, there's like a couple people that would pop in my mind. But I don't know that he would know those people. But this is what I'm saying. Exactly. But now I'm thinking maybe if he does that with me, I think of somebody that I would lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now <laughs> you're going to make his career crash. And it not even be real. Because, like, someone, I'm not going to say someone I would actually think now, because just in case he's really doing some prep here. But, like, I, I'm trying to think of someone I, I, I dislike who is who has passed away. Paul Pot. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? You don't know? He was a Paul dictator. Paul Pot? He was a dictator. He was responsible for when? many, 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 many deaths. Uh, what do you want to say? Paul Pot was, was what? 80s? Or 80s, maybe? Oh, really? I thought it was I thought it was earlier than that. But anyway, horrible person. Huh. So uh so I'm I'm thinking <laughs> So I'm I'm thinking like if I do that and, and, and it's like someone I wouldn't want to interview. Right. And he goes like someone I would want to interview. But then if he You're gets, not playing fair though. Do it the if right he way. You can read my mind, you can read my yeah, mind. All right. Right? Yes. That's right. the whole point. You're right. You're right. You're right. So read it. You're right. All right, let's go to Chris and Howell. What's going on, Chris? Hey, guys, that, that guy coming in tomorrow, you should ask him um, if CeeLo's ever going to get a full-time gig at the <laughs> fan. <laughs> See, Chris, that's too easy, though. <laughs> I, mean, we all know, I, mean, uh, I mean, we all know it's no. So. <laughs> that shouldn't be no. God darn it. It's uh, a joke. man. Listen, if it was up to us, it would have been done already. Funny question, though. Yeah, it's very... <laughs> question 
seal all of a sudden. Well, he's going to be here tomorrow anyway. He will be. That'll be perfect. That's right. (laughs) That will be absolutely perfect. Uh, Let's go to Anthony and Douglaston. What's going on, Anthony? What's up, boys? Listen, on the on the chalkboard thing, the way he does it is that's a, that chalkboard is a piece of technology. It has voice recognition. When Portnoy says four, it writes it out on the chalkboard. Be fake writes when he when he does it. Us. You pretty sure about this? Or are you making that up? No, I'm sure about it. All right. So what about the four F O R versus the F O U R? He made him spell it out. He made him spell it. He said uh... four F O R. So you think that that ha- and it, it comes up as chalk? Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, like, the chalkboard is like a chalkboard. You could see it. And it, like, it erases. So somehow you're telling me from inside of that chalkboard? Like an Etch-A-Sketch? And he fake yeah. writes so you could, like, hear him writing something. I don't know. Uh, it's like, it, come on. What do you think it is? Can I buy one of these fake chalkboards out there? Voice recognition chalkboards? Are they available? I'll ship you one right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Anthony. Maybe. That could be a voice recognition chalkboard. Well, I'm still looking forward to it. But P- I've seen them on the NFL shows. It looks amazing. I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, I just Googled it. I'm looking at one right now. What? Oh, gosh. Really? Voice activated chalkboard. Google. Wow. All right. Fraud! <laughs> All right, so that one, <laughs> so that one we, we may... We may have figured out. But the mind-reading thing, yes. where General MacArthur, Adam Carolla, that one. That one we have to now debunk that one. Mm. Uh, Mike in Bayville, New Jersey. Good morning, Mike. Mike. How's it going, fellas? Good, Mike. What's up today? Uh, I was wondering if I could ask you. A couple years ago, I had Comcast cable. I lived right below Seaside in central Jersey. A couple years ago... Comcast Cable said there's not enough people watching. They took the MSG channel off of the network, and they say there's no way we can get it. Mm. How does everybody get it now? Because I've only seen like five Knicks games on regular channels. So I have you- um, I have DirecTV stream, and it's outstanding. That would be my suggestion to you if you can't get another cable outlet. Yeah, there is no other cable yeah. system down here. So I, my, I'm telling you, I became a DirecTV stream customer right, eight months ago, whatever, and it's the best switch I ever made. They've got every... I don't know where you would fall in Bayville if you would be on the Philadelphia line or the New yeah, York line. That's where Comcast is. Right. So I send my bill to Com, uh, Philadelphia. So if I... Well, yeah, but that's where Comcast is located. If I were you, I would look up what channels would be available to you by your zip code. And I'm telling you, you can keep your Comcast internet because you need the internet, um, but it's outstanding. You get, you get MSG, Yes, SNY, everything you need and all the uh, major networks. And I know Boomer is a big Fubo guy right. too. Yep. He yep. loves uh, Fubo TV, which is also a way that you can you can get MSG. And at some point, there's going to be apparently a direct-to-consumer yes. MSG. It's not going to help you out in the short term with the Knicks right now. I but, thought that was going to be this season too, and it hasn't uh, happened yet. Yeah, it is. It is... <laughs> It has not happened. Mm. Uh, all right, Mike, good luck with that. Uh, Bob in New Jersey. What's going on, Bob? Hello. Hello. What's Hello. up, Bob? This, this, this guy owes. Yeah. I, I hired him for my mother's 75th uh, birthday party, and he came, and he did some things that I just had no idea how he did. He, One of the, the uh, kids, like a 22-year-old, his phone rang during the... The uh, party while O's was performing, and O's actually came up with the name of the person 
who had called my my nephew, and uh, I had no idea how he would do that. I mean, there was no way. He didn't have any chalkboard. It was someone from Colorado. He knew the person was from Colorado who called my nephew. It was crazy. And then another thing he did was he asked my mother where she would want to go on her if she had a, a party for, you know, on an island somewhere, what food she would want to have, how many people she would want to have. And she told the audience what it was. And he had another guy in the back of the room with an envelope, a, a manila envelope. And the guy was standing there. He didn't go out of the room. He didn't write anything. He brought the envelope up to my mother, had her open it up. And it was the exact same answers that she came with. And I now, was this, was this guy working for him, or was this guy just someone that was at the party? No, the guy was someone who worked. It was actually at Maplewood Country Club. So it was a guy who, you know, worked there, had him hold this, um, this manila envelope. And after my mother said all these things, he had the guy come up, give her the envelope, and everything was right there. I don't know how he does that. There's not voice-activated paper. So do you think this? Do you think this man is a, some sort of sorcerer, wizard? Has a different human experience uh, than uh, we of have? Of course not, because I met him. But I don't know how he does anything. You know, the the sleight of hand is one thing, but this guy, like like you've been saying, he can read minds or something. It's just <laughs> stupid. You know, it's, yeah. he's really, really, really entertaining. Well, you, awesome. I don't know how he does anything, but he's super entertaining. Well, I mean, I also think too that. You know, when you're at a party like that, you want him to do these special things. Everybody's into it. Everybody's positive. Everybody is hoping that's great. When you walk in here, I mean, we are the single most cynical <laughs> group of people Us? on earth. No. On earth. <laughs> you, you combine me, you, Eddie, and Al. That is a level of cynicism that no other four people can achieve in the world. <laughs> yes. I, I was just Googling Oz, uh, Oz Perlman debunked. Yeah, so this is what mentalist tricks exposed. Yeah, so this, so that's if he comes in here and blows our minds, that right. is that's what I'm saying. Uh, I'll, I'll just know that he's really good at manipulating people and misdirecting people and reading body language. That's all. He's really good at. It. Which, if that's all it is, it's still pretty damn impressive. It is, it is it's very good. It is impressive. Not magic. <laughs> Let's go to Andy in New Jersey. What's going on, Andy? Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, man. What's up? So I was at an event, a corporate event last year, and O's was there, and I saw it firsthand, and I was one of the people he did it to, and it, it just blew my mind. Um, I, don't, I don't buy the, uh, the technology chalkboard. I've seen him do it on writing on cards and index cards, and um, some of the things he was getting people to, to guess and say, he guessed somebody's, you know, the first crush he had in second grade. Yes, that was in one of the NFL ones, too, actually. Really? He did that, yes, and had the girl's yeah, name. And, yeah, and with me, he, you know, we had a cocktail event first, and he was going around to people saying, okay, I want you to think of this, I want you to think of that. And then later on, he called up, all of us had to stand up. And the thing he did to me was, I want you to think of somebody who you want to have dinner with, alive or dead, anybody. Think of that person. And I was trying to think of somebody who he'd never get. So my first thought was Frank Sinatra, and I said, no, no, that's too easy. And then I thought, Lou Gehrig. And so we go into the room, he has us all stand up, and he's guessing names, and he got to me, and he looked at me, and he said, you know, some people want to say Frank Sinatra, but and then he guessed Lou Gehrig. Come on! 
I, 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 Andy. I was there. He did it to me. I'm telling you. <laughs> that, Come on. That, that's this is, that, see that. This is what I mean. This is what I mean. So, well, here's the thing. Like, if a guy can do this, shouldn't we use him as a country and a government for things other than 75-year-old birthday parties? Probably so, yes. Like, why, uh, why don't we send him in to, to interview Rex Hewerman, the <laughs> Long Island serial killer? And why isn't he on the ballot against Biden and Trump? Yeah! I mean, he could, he could sit down with Putin, know everything he's thinking. <laughs> but meanwhile, this guy's in a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Guessing Lou Gehrig. <laughs> we got to use him better. My guess would be a lot less stress and a lot more money. Yeah. Because right. he's not cheap for a corporate event. There's no way. Well, that is true. Like, you're also, you get a target on your back. If this guy goes and, and reads Kim Jong-un's mind, the next thing you know, he's going to be in a, a freezer somewhere yeah. hanging from his toenails. <laughs> but... If he could predict stuff, then he should be able to avoid all that. Right, yeah. I, well, I don't know if he's predicting stuff. He's reading minds. Right. Uh, that's that's he's not Nostradamus. The same trap well, but he could read in. the intent then of the person. He knew, will know that, you know. Right, like what's the next country you want to invade? You know? <laughs> there, there well, you then go. Uh, hanging by your toes again. Yeah, well, that, that is you start true. to know too much. Uh, Jeff on Long Island. What's going on, Jeff? Yeah, you know who you guys should have with him tomorrow? You gotta bring him Big Mike. You have Mike qu- have him question Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, if you can interview one person, dead or alive, who would it be? Right, I'm thinking of something. I'm thinking of it. Okay. All right, go ahead. Brandon Inch. <laughs> you know I don't like Inch. You're right about that. I happen to like Inch. I do. That means that's right. <laughs> You're good. Okay, <laughs> you're good. I didn't think you'd be good, but you're actually pretty good. Okay, we're back. Brandon Inge, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> uh, Gary on Long Island, what's going on, Gary? Hey guys, what's up? What's uh, up, man? Listen, uh, I got an idea for you guys to to do when you're out in Vegas, and I don't understand why nobody brought it up. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but on Friday and Saturday night, Sebastian Matascalco is playing at the Win. Oh, is he? I'll be good. Yeah, so I, I mean. Who's going to be gone, Jerry? Yeah, Jerry will be out of there to do Rutgers. Oh, well, oh. you guys, you'll still be there. <laughs> yeah, I'll still be there. Yeah, it's a it's a possibility. Yeah, and I mean, I've seen him yeah. already a couple times. Yeah, I, uh, he's I, awesome. Thanks, Gary, for the yeah. uh, for the heads up. I, I mean, if he's at the win, he's at our hotel. It's yeah. not a bad, what do you think not that, a bad thing. What do you think that ticket cost? Oh God! <laughs> on a Friday night before the Super Bowl, so bad, the hottest comic on the planet right now. That's got to be $1,000 a ticket. And it by, has to be. By the way, guess I just saw Sebastian Maniscalco do uh, a video with, with guess who? who? Playing golf with Fat Perez. Oh, and the come Bob on, really? sports guy, swear oh, to God. that's cool. Good for them. And that's he great. like, I mean. That's amazing. That he, right? That is absolutely amazing. So he, he's that big and he like thought that I'd reach an audience with these with these YouTube guys. It's nuts. It is a different audience. He's Damn. not. Yeah, he's, uh, listen. I'm not a good golfer. Sebastian Maniscalco right in line with me. We're about the same. We're about the same, we're about the same player. Him and um, what's his name? Probably Ray Romano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. about the same, right? But just about the same. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to say, tickets not eighty-five bucks. Come on, yeah. Friday to night. see Sebastian Maniscalco the Friday night before the Super Bowl. Correct. If I'll, you want to get up like pretty close, one hundred twenty-five bucks. I'll tell you That's why. Cheaper I'm thinking than about Borgata. it. There's probably so much stuff going on right. that night. 
that the, you, the audience is just spread all the way out. Whereas okay. you have like an Atlantic City, some random February well, Saturday. He costs five hundred. Not five. He's probably four hundred bucks if you want to see him in Atlantic City on the secondary market. Yeah, I just there's so much going on that night. Interesting. Is that parties here? Shaq DJ in there? Whatever the hell is just so much going. Like, on. I wanted to basic. I wanted to go see. I wanted to take him to see Kelly Clarkson in Atlantic City in a few weeks or next month, whatever it is. So, Al. Him. Oh, I thought you said him. Not Al. I thought you said I was going to oh, try man. to take him. No. Oh. My wife. And the secondary market is like 325 yeah, It's yeah. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a, that's a bargain. 85 bucks. Go to that. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So, what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Boomer and Geo. Jerry in for Boomer as Boomer's out for the next couple of days. Film in Super Bowl's greatest commercials with Daniela out in Vegas. I wonder if the hummus commercial that he did with Charlie D'Amelio made the Super Bowl's greatest commercial. Do you think that that made it? Mm. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Dun, 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 dun. That and then like they played none of that. By the way, we got the audio 
of that commercial that they put out online. The actual one that ran during the Super Bowl was like nothing. Mm. It bummed me out. I don't remember. I I remember him <laughs> humming. I, what do you even say? <laughs> Making noises? Yeah, noises? Was that in the commercial? Reactions? I don't think that was either. I remember the OK Boomer part of it. Yeah, that, that was I it. Remember. All the good stuff got cut out because they only had 30 seconds. Right, and I, I don't think there's like an embargo on this, but boomerang. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Can I ask a question? <laughs> How the hell did you get that audio? Uh, he, it was sent to him. And he gave that to you? Well, yeah, because he was super proud of his acting. <laughs> he didn't think, like, man, I'm going to sound like a total creep. <laughs> like, he this is the same man doesn't remember that he slurps his oatmeal. He doesn't have the self-awareness for that. So he just, he, he loved that. He wow. was like, hey, look at this. This is me in a Super Bowl commercial. It's good for the show. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, him and Phil are in, I'm not allowed to say what it is, but him and Phil will be popping up at some point nice. in a... I don't know if it's going to air during the Super Bowl or during the pregame, but there will be many eyeballs on the He's, Phil and Boomer commercial. Yeah, he said they were shooting something. That's right. Eddie. <laughs> Can only imagine. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's get to CeeLo. Hi. He's got some uh, Knicks for us. I know that. Mm -hmm. And more. What's going on, Chris? Yes. Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And, yeah, there's no slowing down the, uh, the Knicks right now. Eight straight wins. <laughs> what? 14 out of 16. Be careful. <laughs> As they took care of the Jazz at the Garden last night. I didn't even get that. I'm not really What was really the word sure. after Knicks you were going to say? Pound down. No, I had Knicks right now. I think it was the slowing down. The D. The D and down. Just kind of slurred it all together. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Woo! 118-103. Back to DiVincenzo. Three-pointer. There's a career high for Dante DiVincenzo. His eighth three-pointer of the night. And his second 30-point game of the season. That's Mike Breen on MSG. And DiVincenzo would add a ninth to finish with 33 points, while Jalen Brunson had 29 and 9 assists. Josh Hart, first career triple-double of the 10-10-10 variety. The Villanova trio on full display for head coach Tom Thibodeau. I mean, Dante's playing great basketball. And, you know, you can't say enough about, you know, what Josh Hart has triple-double. You know, you're getting really quality play out of a lot of people. You know, Jalen was Jalen. And speaking of Brunson, the college connection and the three of them in the same starting lineup in the NBA, not lost on him. Every now and then I think about you know, all of us like back at school. And, um, you know, just not competing in practice, not getting after it. You now uh, having little mini fights you know, back then, and then um, to see where we are now, it's really special. And I'm sure you guys have you know picked up on this. He likes to bust on on Josh Hart, and you guys played yesterday with the goat in the background. Yeah. If I had to guess, that's probably a Josh Hart production. Yeah, of course, those guys are yeah. always uh, yep going after. No slowing guy. down the dick, the, the yeah. Knicks right now. H mm. <laughs> I mean, you're having a rough one here. I mean, not really. That was the first. What, what was the rough one well, in the mean, first hour? I mean, Jalen Brunson likes to bust on Josh Hart. <laughs> right after your okay. no slowing down the dicks. I thought you meant something from earlier in the program. All right, I mean, that's you're fair. Just, you are really. <laughs> Man, who knew CeeLo was so edgy? I can't wait to be here with O's tomorrow and see what comes of that, if anything. <laughs> right. You know what he's going to say? Your future at WFAN is very much up in That's the air. That's right. <laughs> yep. He won't be able to crack that case. <laughs>
<laughs> Steel trap. Oh, oh my God. Uh, OG Ananobi did miss his second in a row with that elbow inflammation, but the Knicks get to 31-17. and 17. Third place in the East. They're just a game and a half behind the Bucks. Uh, they will take on the Pacers tomorrow night at the Garden. This evening, you got Kevin Durant and the Suns at Barclays Center. Of course, Durant's return to Brooklyn. Uh, no, the uh, Suns and <laughs> Suns and Nets. Oh, boy. I think O's is already in my head. He's not even here yet. We'll have uh, pregame on the fan beginning. Did you sleep here last at night? At 8.20. I did not. Oh, wow. I probably should have, considering when I tried to leave Manhattan last night, there was uh, delays oh, upwards I, of an hour. Oh, I saw your complaint tweet yep. last night. What yeah, time yeah did you I, leave? Couldn't, I couldn't. I couldn't uh, resist. Seven? Seven, yeah. So Ooh. instead of getting home at 8.45, it was closer to 10 oh. with the old 2 a.m. alarm turnaround. That so, sounds you know. just I actually awful. feel great, though. I would thought four I would hours. be cranky and no, four I didn't hours. get four hours. Oh, they said I, ten and two. No, no, I got home. I don't just go home, hit the pillow, and fall asleep right away. Oh. I didn't fall asleep probably till quarter after eleven. Mm. But so far, so good. Other All than right. you know, saying I'm your instead mouth. of yeah, <laughs> Nick's. So it'll be uh, me tomorrow. It's okay. By the way, we've got uh, a big piece out from the Athletic on the Jets this morning. Uh, Zach Rosenblatt and Diana Rossini. Lot to digest in there. They talked to thirty sources, of course, some unnamed folks in there. Thirty so only the what Jets about? can give thirty sources. I'm sure not all from the Jets. It said in and around the organization. Oh like there's God. a there's a rival GM quoted in there, but there is some interesting stuff. We got a Jets expose on our hands yes. this morning. And the Jets declined request for comment and Aaron Rodgers did not respond to a text requesting comment. So remember at the end of the year he said we gotta clean up the the BS and the leaks mm-hmm. and the stories and whatnot. Well, I'll just is without this going into all back of this. I don't know, her out? but there's a lot. All, there's a lot to like break down. I'm not going to read all of it. Give me one example. Okay, so here's one example, and this is a quick one. One Jets coach said, "It's just such a effing mess. Something has to change." That's a little teaser on just the whole the team? whole dynamic. Rob Sala, Rogers, Hackett. It's a lot in there. About you're Hackett. telling me a coach told them that, yeah, or that's says, from a. It's just such a effing mess one Jets coach said something has to change and apparently Rob Sala a um, little sensitive about the coverage of the Jets versus the Giants and then oh when the Zach God. and then when the Zach Wilson story came out about That's him refusing to go him refusing to go you know go back and start and having to handle all that apparently let me f- I'll tell you what let me find that portion. that's a weird a one though if that indeed is what they're writing or he thought because we didn't I mean we barely covered the Giants in the beginning of the year because of the Jets I think probably what he meant was things went wrong well like <laughs> we the, st- it was still to me more Jets than Giants I'm telling you the no no no, no 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 when I say he said he means about negative coverage, yeah, yeah, yeah negative. not about um, hey why aren't you paying attention games. to us? I, I'll tell you, a lot of Jet fans I know feel that way. Not just about this radio station, but in general. That the Giants are not treated the same as them as far as yeah, well, negative coverage. Yeah, the Giants coverage. have won. Yeah, I think why. they mean when things go bad. Uh, let's see. Okay, so the Wilson story. Um, Rogers, of course, went on McAfee, talked about the leaks in the organization. Right, We played that audio. And yeah. they, they had to clean that up. It says, the story says, that sent Salah into a tailspin. The coach held a meeting with his staff two days later when he asked the leaker to reveal himself, according to multiple people in attendance. Quote, if you come forward now, you won't get in trouble, he told them, while threatening to take their cell phones. Staffers were bemused by Salah's obsession with the Wilson story and his reaction to it. I mean, I love that. 
<clears throat> come forward now and you won't be in trouble. But everybody in here will think that you are a rat for the rest of your existence. Well, there's someone still leaking stuff. Yeah. So. Come forward now. You won't get in trouble, but you'll lose the respect of everybody in this room. There's stuff in there about how Wilson kind of the relationship with Rogers lost its luster because when Rogers got hurt, went back to California, started his rehab. Zach thought that they would keep in touch more. He didn't hear from Rogers as much. So there's a lot to digest. I'm not saying it's all accurate or true believe what you want but that is out there i don't have an athletic subscription i will print it for you i was How's gonna that? say old school print job no please. problem <laughs> thank you i will absolutely do that All for right. you during the break uh, a couple more from tom brady we played some last hour from the mcafee show of course looking ahead to his fox analyst gig beginning next season bit of an awkward dynamic with greg olson in place already with kevin burkhart these last two seasons brady though with nothing but nice things to say about the former tight end greg's done an incredible job i have so much respect for him how he approaches his job he's super prepared in what he does um, I think he does an incredible job every time he's on. I love listening to him. Um, and, and I'm just going to go in there and do the best I can do with my own perspective. And Brady I was, thinks, I was you suck. Get out. I was disappointed there was no follow-up to this. Meaning, so Greg's definitely out, right? Do you feel bad about you replacing? He's so good, you don't feel bad about yeah. kicking him out of the booth? There was nothing. Well, that's the one thing you'd say about that shit. I enjoy it, by the way. But... I mean, is he really holding people to the fire? But I don't know that that's on? holding them to the fire, though. I mean, it's just, I think that's just a normal follow up that everybody yeah. wants to hear. You've I've, got him on. I know. Just ask him. Are you and Greg the friends? <laughs> but yeah. Do you feel bad? Yeah. Is there any thought of maybe joining the booth rather than, I don't know. Of course, it's a fair question. I think it is. And I don't think uh, it's holding his feet to the fire either. I right. think it's. Should have been asked. Well, Brady mentioned his perspective there at the end of that last cut. Thinks he has a unique one and will be able to draw upon all of his experiences as a player. You know, I've been a part of a lot of Super Bowls, championship games. I've had some, you know, seasons that didn't go the way we wanted. I have some injuries. I was undrafted rookie. I've seen guys come in with great expectations and not meet it. I've seen underdogs like Julian Edelman come along and make it. So he called himself an undrafted rookie there. I know he went... He was late in the draft, but he was drafted. He was. So that was I thought little, he was, yeah. No, no, not he was. He was. <laughs> Sixth round. Sixth round. So that was a little bizarre. Not really sure, but in any event, uh, you did have that yesterday. Let me get a couple other quick ones since we're running short on time already. A little baseball. Orioles owner John Angelos mm. reportedly set to sell the franchise to a couple of uh, private equity billionaires. $1.725 billion is the reported number, but unclear when that transition would take place. I know you had Justin Turner. It's the Blue Jays, yes, I think, yesterday. late in yesterday's yep. show. Yep. Uh, Evan kind of addressed all of that, and we'll get to that maybe next hour. Still looking for a, uh, a bat for the Mets. Mm -hmm. He's not happy that uh, they did not bring Justin Turner back. And Corey Seager underwent hernia surgery Ooh. and is going to miss all of spring training, and the Rangers are hopeful that their shortstop will be ready to go by opening day, which is March 28th. Todd Lewis of the Golf Channel says the agreement is going to be announced between the PGA Tour and... Uh, See, Rory? Yeah, he has yeah, done a complete one. Yes, he has. Yep. <laughs> yes, he has. So you know what that's obviously coming so down the pike. Hatton went now with yeah, Rom. of course, He's with Rom, so they can be yeah. on whatever team. That yeah, Rom. Yeah. Um, oh, I saw the name yesterday. It's silly, just like all okay. of them are. Very good. Uh, but you, know, you got that. Local college hoops, Seton Hall blew out DePaul. How about this final score? I know DePaul stinks. 72-39. Yeah, well, they just fired their coach. They have not been good. They have a new building, and no one goes to they're their games. They're 0-10 in the Big East. Yeah, so no, there you go. they're not good. So uh, easy road win there uh, for Seton Hall. There all you right. go. It was funny, too, that I saw this guy, Anthony Kim. 
Oh, Adolfo he's great yeah. on Twitter. Right, but he hasn't played since 2012. Oh, I'm thinking of a different guy. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Has now, after all this money is out there, is like, yeah, I'm going to play again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, we're talking. He, he became an announcer, I thought. Well, I don't think so. I think he no? disappeared. Yes. No, he, if you look about, he disappeared. Okay. Gio's right. And he he's had making injuries, a comeback now. and then he just disappeared. And now all of a sudden, Liv comes in with all this money, and he's, he's <laughs> out there swinging yeah. again. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. I think Michael Kim is the guy I was thinking. Oh, yeah, she on Twitter. Kim, Michael Kim is on was on ESPN, wasn't he? Was it Michael Kim on ESPN yeah, for years? There go. Um, well, no, slowing down the dick, the, the oh, Knicks right, right now. H. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's the old bulging disc one that you, has gotten people over the years for many sure. times. Many, many this times. Or a name like Tim Capstrock. Capstrock. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live at the Build Ford Tough Studio. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I am reading through this Jets piece that hit the athletic this morning with Diana Rossini and Zach Rosenblatt as we speak. So we'll talk more about that at the top of the 8 a.m. hour as uh, Jerry has put on his glasses for this one. He has decided. I can't to, see anything. He's decided. You know what that scares me is every friend that I have that is is right about your age. Yep now has major sight problems. They're either wearing glasses or they can they refuse to wear the glasses and then look at their phone either it was totally stretched out or like up close to their face. I don't refuse. I just, I can't, and I can read this. It's just, it's easier with the glasses. Yeah, see, as of right now at 41, my sight is still... So is mine. Is was good, but it went downhill when? 48. 48, just went to hell? No, I wouldn't say to hell. I just, I have trouble reading small print. That's I, I still That's can small, see. Yeah. I can still drive without glasses. I can still see you. I, okay. can, I can still read uh, big print. It's just small print like that. I can read it, but it's just easier with these. So we will be uh, reading it. I've already uh, highlighted some stuff. There's yeah. a nice little highlighter in here that I've highlighted some stuff already. Mm-hmm. It is very interesting. Uh, so lots of tweets yesterday that I got about Ben Johnson not being either the Commanders or Seahawks head coach and staying as the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Why did I get all these tweets? Because Boomer and I talked about it last week, and he said lock spot with it. And I, he goes, oh, he's, I'm going to be the, uh, he said he's going to be the commander's head coach. And I said, grain of salt spot. And he said, no, lock spot. And I said, wow, lock spot. He goes, lock spot. So, Boomer, you're wrong. Obviously, things wrong. <laughs> I did speak to Boomer about this yesterday. He still believed that the job was his if he wanted it. Mm, wrong. Things had changed. <laughs> so I don't, I'm not going to sit here. I mean, whatever. You know, it's, it's whatever it is, it is. Boomer, uh, you're wrong. But I, one that was humorous to me is, you know, how he had thought that the commander's name was going to be the Admirals, and then he got this one wrong. I did get a tweet saying, I guess that the Admiral's new head coach is not going to be Ben Johnson. <laughs> That's mean. Putting the two of them together. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, right. but So apparently, uh, according to sources out there, Adam Schefter said this, and then Boomer told me he talked to somebody who had said the same thing, that Ben Johnson wanted an enormous contract. Like more than Jim Harbaugh was making, which is what sixteen million, or so, supposedly something like seventeen million dollars for ten years. Something is crazy. Good luck with that. You'd be lucky to last four. So, and what I what I don't understand is, all right. So a guy like 
Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. I think to myself, you could just walk away and be fine. You could take a year off and be fine. I don't know why you're rushing into this. And it seemed like he was going to rush into the Atlanta Falcons job until they decided they didn't want him. A guy like Ben Johnson, you've got two organizations out there that you've decided you're not going to be the head coach of. One in Seattle mm-hmm. that has had a ton of success, a great fan base that supports that team in a great building, and ownership is always supported. So, like, you're not going to try to be the head coach of that team? And now the Commanders used to be a dumpster fire. Not anymore. Dan Snyder is out of there. They've got a ton of picks. They've got a ton of cap space. They're building a new stadium, and they've got new ownership. And you don't want to be the head coach there either? Neither team is a quarterback. I don't know the answer to I don't know. My guess would be he feels like he's got the leverage right now. They're on the cusp of doing something great in Detroit. Maybe he feels like, not yet, unfinished business, unless you meet my price. And and so you could maybe say that, oh, money doesn't mean that much to him. But then again, he throws that number out there. But you know, there's, he would, those contracts are all guaranteed. I mean, I can make the same case for Dan Quinn in Dallas last year. He had opportunities. And the Cowboys, he, he wanted to stay and finish the job. Now, I don't know if he's going to leave now because he's not exactly the most well-liked person uh, after that disaster against Green Bay defensively. But you can, this has happened before where guys don't get up and leave unless they get what they want. Now, that's exorbitant for a guy that's never been a head coach. Yeah. But you can make the – maybe he's very comfortable there. Maybe – you know, you got to remember, too, I don't know his situation – Maybe it's his wife maybe loves it. Remember, the Staffords love Detroit. Maybe they like being there. Maybe he's got a family and the wife's like, listen, if you get so much, we'll go. Who knows? You don't know what's going on inside their house. Yeah, I mean, but this is the first time that we have really seen this, that you get these coordinators that burst onto the scene and are the hot coordinator. Now, two of them, Bobby Slowick and Ben Johnson, have now decided to go back Mm-hmm. to their teams as offensive coordinators and not because they didn't get jobs because they didn't they took their names out right. of it. or because they weren't going to get what they wanted yeah from a contract standpoint sure. but still i mean what, what like i can make the case seattle's not a great job because seattle does not have a, who's their quarterback well right but this is remember when boomer was talking about this it's like it's ownership it's ownership it's ownership and like that that's what it's about and sure and that organization has been successful you're gonna have to you can't if someone's looking for a head coach, chances are they don't have a great quarterback. Yes, because they got, the coach just got fired. Agreed. Yeah. All I'm saying is I don't think it's as easy as, oh, Seattle's a nice place. I'll go be the head coach there. Maybe he wants to finish what he started in Detroit. I, I don't know. I, you can't get inside that. Well, where's O's? Get inside the guy's head. I have no idea. I yeah, don't know. And, and he's, he could be just a different guy, but it's usually like these these guys will take these jobs. I, I, the, the guy from um, Cincinnati. Uh, the offensive coordinator, he took the job. Now, maybe this Mike McDonald from the Ravens is going to be the head coach of the Seahawks now. And by the way, so I guess it was this Dan Graziano. Cause he's For whatever reason, I, I do know the reason. He blocked me. from he, he, Dan, Dan Graziano? Graziano blocked me. because he. So he's the one who actually said we're in the middle of a goddamn pandemic. I thought it was Adam Shine. Well, here's what. So I, I made fun of him for this because he was like, I can't believe you. He was just being like a real wuss bag this Dan Graziano on, on Twitter during this time. Okay. He was like, people are complaining about the schedule. Don't you know we're in the middle of a goddamn pandemic? 
So then I came in and made fun of him. And like I, I made fun of him on Twitter. And then he blocked me. And then I came in and made fun of him for this. And I ended up doing a Adam Shine, ah. similar Adam Shine voice. They're like, we're in the middle of a goddamn. And then either you or Boomer said, it sounds like Adam Shine. And then I just, then it went from there. Mm. But that's how it started. Was Dan Graziano, we're in the middle of a goddamn pandemic. <laughs> so he didn't like that, that I challenged him on this. And then he blocked me. But anyway, so mm-hmm. Dan Graziano apparently said that, don't be surprised. If the Seahawks hire Mike Kafka, the Giants' offensive coordinator, <laughs> if they hire Mike Kafka, <laughs> holy hell. Yeah, we talked about this too, right? If a team takes him as their head coach, buzz, no buzz. No buzz. Oh, a negative no buzz. buzz. More like riots. <laughs> you fired Pete Carroll to hire oh. the guy who's in charge of the fourth worst offense in football? Oof. Ufaz, right? Yeah, you ain't right. You're going to let go of Pete Carroll. You better have a good game plan. And my, no disrespect, Mike Kafka is not the reason you fire Pete Carroll. And he may end up being a great coach. We don't know. Resume, not so good. Not great. Uh, okay, we'll uh, get into this ah. Jets pose, this expose on the Jets with the Athletic coming up next. It's Boomer mm. and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. <laughs> All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live. The Bills Ford Talk Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. CeeLo told us he was reading this morning an athletic article that has dropped about the Jets, Zach Rosenblatt and Diana Rossini. Zach Rosenblatt, the Jets beat writer for the Athletic, and Diana, who has been around the Jets and is now covering the NFL for the Athletic after leaving ESPN on her own, putting in the work here. They were also the two that put out that story about Zach Wilson being reluctant to want to go back and play after the benching of Tim Boyle because he might get hurt. So uh, they have been on this. They've been covering the team, and they put this out. Now there's still like a page and a half that I have to to read here because this is long, but I did highlight some stuff. So as CeeLo said, uh, they spoke to 30 sources in and around the organization. Those sources described a team riddled with excuse-making, a paranoid head coach, an ill-equipped offensive coordinator, and an organizational tunnel vision on the quarterback that rubs some teammates wrong. <clears throat> Sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm five pages in, and I really don't see anything noteworthy. Well, I wouldn't say... I think there's noteworthy stuff. It's nothing that is surprising to me if you are someone who followed this team and understands that their head coach is not a smart person. Right, or nothing we we don't think or know. Yeah, so like we're into it. We understand, like unless there's a Rob Sala defender out there or someone thinks that Rob Sala is just caught bad luck, like this will tell you that that's not the case, but I'm not one of those people. I mean, I, I think Rob Sala's been a horrendous head coach mm-hmm. and not a leader, and he stinks, and this sort of details that. Uh, so also the Nate Hackett stuff in here too is, is, is not good. The for one him. thing about the Cowboy game is a bad mm. one. I agree with that. Want, yeah. If you want to so read the, that the with, one thing with Micah about, Parsons. Yeah. The one thing about the Cowboy game is early on in that game, the offensive line coach asked him to call plays and give Dwayne Brown more help on the side with Micah Parsons. Yep. And he did not for whatever reason. And Parsons went on to have a couple of sacks and four quarterback hits and pressures and had a big game and they wound up losing 30 to 10. Yep. So it was, uh, this was also early on. They were talking about in camp when Rodgers was still there. Uh, the Jets' talented defensive line consistently outplayed them in practice, meaning the offense. Growing pains were expected in a new offense full of new personnel. But one coach said it was concerning how little urgency Hackett and his staff showed in trying to fix it. So he'd never seen a team watch less practice tape in training camp than the Jets did with Hackett. 
Right. <clears throat> that's a coach on the team saying that. You know, that, that's, there's a couple things here. But, I mean, in five pages, I wasn't like, wow. No, no, no. But, what I'm, but, but you're right. There's a couple of things here that are not good. But also what's not good is I don't know if these are coaches who are still there or not still there. I don't know. And the, you have the axe to grind situation thing. But, I mean, if coaches on the team are saying this, I mean, anonymously, this sort of goes back to... <laughs> well, but even like the even the line that it's just a bleeping mess, something has to change. Yeah. No kidding. Right. The, the fact that they lost five games by 20 points or more in, in that stretch, and that's when the coach is like... So, we all said that, of course. Yeah, yes, yeah. you can't keep losing games like this. It's a disaster. We know this. Yeah, so they're talking about Salah and how it's all the positive vibes and all of that stuff. And it says, behind closed doors, the vibes weren't always positive, especially when Salah would see negative press reports. He would often bring up how, in his mind, the Giants don't as get, get as much negative coverage as the Jets, calling it unfair. And in the aftermath of the Rodgers injury, Salah bemoaned bad luck. And he wondered aloud if he was doomed the same fate as Vic Fangio, a brilliant defensive coach, cursed by, co- cursed by misfortunate quarterback. And, I think that's true. And then he, uh, yes. And, but also this was, and they're talking about the, you know, Sala 18 and 33, Fangio 19 and 30. So this is the stuff that he was telling Joe Beningo. And it also says, in the days after embittered Sala conducted research, he wanted to see how many teams led by the NFL's best coaches perform when playing without their star quarterback. That's the exact thing mm-hmm. that he told Joe Beningo to try to put out there yep. on WFAN during his spots. Yeah. And, I mean, that to me is such like a loser move. I'm sorry. That, like, well, that's in survival mode is what that is. Yeah, but that's not going to help. I'm not saying it's going to help. I'm saying that's survival mode. That's, you know, you're going to sit there and kill me for this. I have have had a quarterback. When Bill Parcells didn't have a quarterback, they didn't win. When Bill Belichick didn't have a quarterback, they didn't but win. Although they did win games, it, it they didn't may, win the Super Bowl. He may think it's survival mode, but that's not going to help him survive. It makes him look worse, is the point. Well, that it, yes. Nobody cares about your stupid excuses, man. For sure. Nobody cares. No, and then the whole idea that the Giants weren't covered as negatively, uh, yes and no. I mean, we, we, the papers, the Giants got crushed. The Giants also went to the playoffs last year, so they were afforded a little bit more uh, rope than the Jets are. The Giants have won not one, but multiple Super Bowls since the last time the Jets won theirs, when before we were born. I mean, there's reasons why the Giants get afforded a little bit more than what the Jets get. The Jets have been a disaster for almost their entire existence. And it's also like a, another loser mentality type of thing is when something's happening to you and you go, well, what, well, what about them? Right? Like, like I never, as, as much as I was a a Kobe Bryant fan and and RIP and Kobe when when he when he got the whole thing happened in Colorado with mm-hmm. him and he basically came out and was like well Shaq cheats on his wife I mean what a, like I was like come on so like that sort of like what about the Giants why'd you pay? no man stop like uh, it's not like things are going well with you no you gotta I, understand that. I guess my point is reading this is is all fine and yeah you get a little inside look like. Did we think that they were having tea and crumpets every afternoon and things were great? No. I mean, when when you're a bad team and you lose your star quarterback and the season goes to crap very quickly, like this is what happens. Things fracture. People are upset. The defense is pissed that the offense can't score double-digit points when all of a sudden you give up 13 and you'll lose a game to the crappy Falcons. Like, this is what happens. Like none of this to me is a surprise at all. No, it's not a surprise. The things I will is if you're if you're us now, 
this is also something that other people throughout, you know, football fans throughout the league are going to read. They'll get maybe of an insight into it. You know, we followed this every single day, every single press conference. You're cutting up every one of his press conferences. So we're we're more knowledgeable on the Jets than than the average NFL fan. Uh, however, th- this this to me says confirms two things. One, the coach isn't cut out to do this. He's just not to be able to be a big time head coach who wins. Not when things go wrong. He's clearly he's <laughs> clear. But here's the thing: not everything's going to go right, and you have to have the guy who, if things are going wrong, you get the ship back going forward. And the other thing about this that I think is that if you think that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back at 40 years old healthy and turn this team in a snap of a finger like uh, Always the well, Mentalist came up with a goldfish, then you're sadly mistaken. I don't have to think that, but Joe Douglas better hope that's the case because they have tied everything to him. And that's where I'll d- disagree just a little bit. I mean, if Aaron, if, 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 not my problem, I didn't bring him here. If Aaron Rodgers stayed healthy and if things went according to plan, I don't care who's coaching that team. I think they've got a chance to win games. Like, you can win with Robert, not because of him, but I think you can win with Robert Sala as long as everything is going well Then he keeps the team loose and the defense... Listen, you may not like him as a head coach. He knows what he's doing defensively, and that defense, while I will sit there and tell you it wasn't the greatest thing I've ever seen, they are solid, and you can win with that defense. So there are positive attributes to him. Being a head coach, probably not one of them. But if you've got a guy on the field like Aaron Rodgers that's supposed to be the end of I mean, he thinks he's the greatest quarterback that ever played the game, then you should be able to win games. And you look at the way this postseason went, I'm not saying they beat the Chiefs. Who couldn't they have beaten this year if he's healthy? Well, I don't know how he was going to play. And by I, the way, like said, a, if he okay. played at an MVP level well, the way yeah. Joe Douglas expected. Again, I didn't bring him here. Joe Douglas brought him here. So if you got the Aaron Rodgers that you were sold on, you're going to tell me they couldn't have beat those teams that are in the in the postseason? Why not? I'm not saying the Chiefs. I don't I don't know, they're a different. The, they're a different deal. Yeah, but they could have made the playoffs and won games. There's no doubt in my mind they could have. Yeah. So uh, you're not winning because of Rob Sala, but I don't think that you can't win because of him. Yeah, I, but I think some of these other teams have have head coaches like in the AFC, at least with John Harbaugh and Andy Reid, that are just would would run circles around. Rob Sala. Oh, I'm not arguing that point. So I mean, Mike know, McDaniel probably runs circles around him. Well, he did. did. I mean, he did so, for two games. But it doesn't I, mean his team's better. Uh, right. Um, that 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 is fair. I just I think that that this is it's it's like people like you remember the movie Tropic Thunder where they were out there filming a movie and then the director stepped on a landmine and exploded. I don't. You don't know that movie? No. I know. Well, it. I didn't. See the gist it. of the it's a, it's a comedy <laughs> movie, but these guys are out there. They're actors. And, you know, it's Ben Stiller and Robert Downey Jr. and Jack Black. And the director's out there, and they're in the jungle. They're filming a war movie. And the director steps on a landmine, like a real landmine in a, in a war zone, and blows up. And these guys are like, okay, now what? Oof. Like, now they are defend themselves sure. out there. And they're totally ill-prepared. They have no idea where they are and what they're doing. And that's what it sounds like this is. Like, like Nate Hackett was buoyed by Rodgers Correct. when he was an offensive coordinator. Rob Sala was hoping for the same buoying. Yes. And Rodgers stepped on up. a landmine, and they all looked around and go, we can't do this. There was no backup plan. There was no backup plan. Zach Wilson was the backup plan. I'll give you another one. John Minko hosting the Nets postgame show many years <laughs> ago. <laughs> I know, I know. With Tim Capstraw. And... He had to engineer the thing, and and and, and Chris Chris Carino was not there. And there's feedback all over the place. And Mink actually uttered the words, "I don't know how to fix this." <laughs> I know that's what this was. 
This was, we don't know what the hell we're doing. Mm -hmm. This guy's going to come in here and tell us how to fix it. And without him, we still don't know. Correct. I'll tell you, you know who I'm pissed if I am? I'm I'm Joe Douglas. The line in here on page two, (laughs) one AFC GM says Rodgers isn't the assistant GM. Joe Douglas is the assistant GM. Yeah. Well, that's another thing we've said a million times. We've talked about that too many times. But like, I'm Joe, Joe Douglas reading this. Like, hey, I brought this guy here. You know? Well, but the, again, when you suck, this is what happens. And here's a little advice to the Jets: keep your mouth shut and just go about your business and prepare for the next season. Don't respond yeah. to it. Don't talk about it. You don't need to do press conferences about it. Just go out, work, keep your mouth shut, and win. Yeah. And what Rob Sala needs to understand is that there is nothing that anybody is going to take from you that is going to be acceptable. Other than the Jets making the playoffs Correct. this year. They got to win. You can stuff down our throats all these other coaches who had problems with their quarterback and their brilliant defensive guys and Vic Fangio this and that and whatever. Nobody is going to care. No. You don't have to build a defense. What you have to do is be a head coach of a winning football team for once. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And this is his last chance. This year coming up is his last chance. Yeah, I no mean, one's hiring him to be a head coach if this goes poorly this year. That's true. And then if Rodgers plays another year, like what if they? What if Rodgers plays the whole year healthy and they just go eight and nine? And then do they bring uh, that back case, again? Worst case scenario. But do they bring that back because Rodgers wants to play another year? And they'll say, well, you know, this or that. This breaks here. That breaks there. I mean, let me ask you this: If they're eight and nine with Aaron Rodgers, I'm thinking a whole new regime. And Aaron Rodgers have to go too. Yes. I mean, yes, you can't. and then you'll be in that middling part of the draft where you can't even get the the quarterback because you'll be drafting twelfth or thirteenth. Yeah, you're back in jet hell is where you are. Like that, all the eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket, and when it imploded, it imploded, and now you got another chance, and this is the last chance. Mm-hmm. This is. Uh, let's go to Jeff, who's in Port Washington. What's going on, Jeff? So besides, uh, I'm a Giant fan, but. This is dispassionately. Besides Salah being a lousy coach, he is a product of our society. I know, Gio, you've got young kids. Yeah. This is, he is, the only way you can be successful in life is you take responsibility and you own it. He is a participation trophy. Everything, it's their fault and all that. He's all excuses. He will never be a successful head coach. The other thing I wanted to ask you guys is, I keep listening to everybody saying Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. He's won one Super Bowl. He's a compiler. If it's a big game and I had to take Eli or Aaron, I'm taking Eli. Jeff, what I said was he thinks he's the greatest quarterback ever. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I'm with you. I mean, for as great as he has been statistically, boy, he's lost a lot of big games and lost a lot of them at Lambeau, or at least some of them at Lambeau. Yeah, I I would say that he's one of the most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen play. Absolutely. Uh, but he is not the person that I want playing in a big game. Nope, I agree with you. And maybe that changes, but so far in his career, no way. I mean, even that one Super Bowl he won, I mean, I was in Pittsburgh for that. The, the Rashard Mendenhall had to fumble for him to was win that 2010? game. Yeah, it was 2010 season. Yep. It was January of 2011 down in, in Dallas, Dallas, the ice storm That's situation. Right. Yep. Uh, right. They win the, the year... The year the Giants beat them, they were fifteen and one, I believe. Yeah, fifteen the, and one. 
you're you're talking about the Rodgers team, not the Favre the team. Rogers the Rodgers team. Twenty eleven. Yeah, the, yeah, the twenty eleven team. team. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Not the not the Favre team. The Rodgers team. I'm almost certain that's what their record was, and I only. I, I I know that only because of going back and trying to look at Mike McCarthy in the postseason over the course of his career. Like, he won one. Yeah. You know, when, again, you have this the great quarterback of all times in some people's eyes, you won once, and you lost a lot of home games. <laughs> 15 and one, and you bowed out in the divisional round to the Giants. Right. And the red-faced Tom Coughlin. Yes, that's right. We were all concerned for Tom at that time. We were. We were about the frostbite or whatever was going to happen to him. Yep. Uh, Glenn in Montague, New Jersey. What's going on, Glenn? Hey, guys. How are you? Love listening to the show. Uh, Miss Boomer, but you guys fill in the role perfectly. Hi, Glenn. I just, want, just wanted to talk about Robert Sala here real quick. Um, as any Jet fan that knows the Jets, uh, you know, I just saw this stat where the Jets led the National Football League and the most as the most penalized mm-hmm. team. That's not a very good coached team. I don't care who you have. He's too laid back. He lost his fire. There's no such thing as all gas, no brakes. Uh, you know, I mean, we have a lot of improvement to do here, but it's going to be same old, same old. I mean, it's like we're tired of waiting around. There's good candidates out there right now. Mike Brabel, uh, you know, other coaches that can really help this team that are experienced coaches. Most defensive coaches just don't have it. You know what the they problem is, Glenn? The problem is your quarterback doesn't want another coach. Yeah, exactly. And and that that's the problem. <sighs> Said it throughout the year. Anytime the Rob Fire Rob Sala stuff came up, it was not going to happen. Nope. The guys that were on that plane that went out to, to visit Aaron Rodgers were going to be the guys he was going to play for. Mm-hmm. That's what he wanted. That's what he got. He ended up getting hurt. They're going to run it back this year. Yep. Boomer G on the fan and CBS Sports Network. A couple of things before we get to CeeLo's update. And Boomer not here. He's out in Vegas. He'll be back for a football Friday. This man loves flying back and forth to Vegas. Flew out to Vegas on Friday. He's going to fly back home. He's going to fly back out to Vegas on Sunday. And then we'll be there for the uh, the whole week. But I mentioned we were talking some Knicks to start the show at 9 a.m. And we're talking about some of their, their uh, I mean, 6 a.m., not 9 a.m. At 6 a.m. That would have been some trick. That would have been said, who's the mentalist? We open the show at 9 a.m. Al Dukes' dream. 9 to 10. Um, so, uh, and I was talking about some of the bad losses that stuck in my head. And I had this memory that popped into my head for the first time in a very long time. I don't think I'd ever shared that story on the air. But I just was thrown back to 6th grade, 1994, when I wore a NBA Finals t-shirt. It was. It had both the Knicks and the Rockets logo on. It was just like the 1994 NBA Finals, and I wore it after the Knicks had lost, probably a couple weeks, maybe a month after. And my math teacher at the time, Mr. Huey, he was very upset that I wore the shirt because he was a huge Knicks fan. I remember him getting animated with me. How could you put that on? Salt in the wound. I was just starting to get over this. Now i got to look at that Rockets logo on your shirt. I'm like, it's not a Rockets championship shirt. It's the Knicks and the Rockets were in the finals. I mean, it happened, man. You know, so I had this uh, uh, had this memory. So Tara in Yonkers is calling up, and I didn't know if Mr. Huey was still alive or whatever. And Tara in Yonkers apparently has a Mr. Wow. Huey sixth Let's grade he's doing well. middle school update. So we don't know what this is going to be. Tara, good morning. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Great, Tara. How are you? 
I'm good, thanks. First off, I wish Boomer was on so I could tell him how dashing he looked on Sunday. So oh. shout out to the stylist. Oh yeah, yeah. For fresh off that horrible pinstripe suit, uh, that zoot I know, suit. He he, yeah, he, uh, he stepped it great. up. He stepped I, did, it up I thought so too, Jerry. With the white turtleneck. But yes, Tara. So Mr. Huey's doing great. He's listening right now with his three grandkids. I'm best friends with his daughter Lauren. He's listening right now with his three grandkids while he's getting them ready for the bus. Wow. How about Mr. Huey? That is yeah, great. Brianna and Carson are the best kids. Um He's retired, living the dream. I would hope that he'd be retired. If he was teaching me in sixth grade, <laughs> if he was still teaching, exactly. that would be a problem. Uh, so that's exactly. great. I'm, I'm glad that he's listening. I'm glad that he's paying attention. I hope he wasn't upset about the story. I mean, he was... He wasn't like yelling at me like I was in trouble. He was just yelling because he was angry about the Knicks. So I appreciated well, I mean, his basketball passion. Yeah, he's still the biggest Knicks fan as you would expect. So I understand it. Yeah, so he's probably thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Like, how? When's the other shoe gonna drop here? What's <laughs> gonna be the thing that ruins this whole season? That's what he's thinking. His name is his name was Glenn. Did I get that right? No, no, his name was Jim. You got that wrong. Jim, Jim Huey. Okay, mm. I thought it was Glenn Huey. All right, so very good. It's great, though, so I get it. Uh, yes, it was a very long time ago. I did like him. He was a fun teacher. He didn't get a lot of male teachers back then, too. So you got a male teacher. At mm. least I didn't. A male teacher You're right. who was a sports fan. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was awesome. So I did yeah, uh, I did enjoy that. Is he still living, like, on Long Island? Yeah, he's still in Manorville. Wow. All right, very good, Tara. That's How about awesome. that? Yeah. Hey, Mr. Huey. How's it going, man? <laughs> Sorry about all that if it got you all Good upset. luck with your Knicks this year. Dude, yeah, good luck with the Knicks. Awesome. And your grandkids. You, you are right, though. Like, thinking even, I see, nine years for me, kindergarten through eighth grade, I think Mr. Finn was my only male teacher. Mr. Finn. I think you're right. They were all, all female. Yeah. I had one until middle school. Second okay. grade, my second grade teacher, and dude was like 6'5", individual. Great guy. Yeah. Mr. Blum. Yeah, I had Mr. Blum. <laughs> yeah. Huey, Finn, and Blum. <laughs> I also had um, my Italian teacher, uh, Vito Caparuso. <laughs> and, he, man, he was just, he, he got tortured. And I wasn't actually oh. one of the people that tortured him. Mm. You know who tortured him? I went to school with who? Rascona. Yeah, yeah I, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. he, one time, so Rascona was in my Italian. Brian Rascona works here. Was in my Italian class, and Rascona used to just roast this guy. I could see that. And Mr. Caparuso kicked the desk. Rascona still to this day we laugh about this. <laughs> he kicked the desk and he goes, "You treated me like a horse manure." <laughs> 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 oh man! Oh, Those great. foreign language teachers—they usually take a lot of abuse. No. I had some some French teachers that went down like that as well. <laughs> went down like that. Yeah, that's terrible. They were not happy. I don't blame them. Uh, I mean, it's just how old was he? You think he's still uh, with us? Probably Maybe younger. Probably, he's probably late forties at that okay. point. He also had one long pinky fingernail. <laughs> Like, he was just asking for it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we'd be like, what do you do, coke with that fingernail? <laughs> like, ah, you treated me like a horse awesome <laughs> I think he actually threw out, Rascona would have to, he threw somebody's, like, a hole puncher out the window once. Like, he picked up the hole puncher and <laughs> he just had enough. <laughs> Might have been Rascona. Scones. Think about being a teacher. back. I, I don't think it's that bad now. I think it's a little bit better. I don't know about that. No, I do. I think it's a little bit better. I think it's like Dangerous Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer now. I think that's what it's like. Maybe. Yeah. But back then, man, it was rough. No, I've, I, listen, I was I was bad. I didn't I didn't torture Vito Caparuso so much for whatever reason, but I had my teachers that I that I saw weakness in. And you had to go. <laughs> and you exploited them. it. You did. You had to. I mean, that was just the thing. That's what I mean, right? And there's the ones that you totally respected and you loved. All right, one more. There's another male teacher. One more. <laughs> 
So this one was great. I actually like this guy. His name was uh, Jim Scott, Mr. Scott. And I really, I, I liked the guy. But for whatever reason, he didn't think I liked him. So a parent-teacher conference, this is an exact quote he said to my mom at a parent-teacher conference. They sit down, first words out of Mr. Scott's mouth. He goes, I think your son thinks I'm a fraud. <laughs> I swear to God. And she was like, what? A fraud? A and you like an interesting word to use. Yeah. And I was like, no, I actually, he's one of my favorite teachers. What kind of fraud would he be? I don't know. <laughs> But he, that's probably his own self-conscious. Like, maybe he thinks that he was a fraud. Wow. I don't know. But I had, uh, yeah, those are my teachers. Mm. Uh, Mike in Manhattan, what's going on, Mike? Hey, what's going on, fellas? You're going to have the doctor in tomorrow, Mr. Oz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not Dr. Oz. That's a different guy. We're talking about yeah, O's, the, the, mentalist. Mentalist. O's the, mental the mentalist. O's the mentalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of questions. Gio, first of all, for you, yeah. he's going to read your mind. Lepresti or Schwartz? Mm, interesting. <laughs> to, to do what? To do updates to, or who you rather? Big carnival clown. When when Jerry's got the sniffles. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Very good. All right. So, what do you have for everybody else? Okay. You know, you got uh, you got Al. Will he be married before he's eighty? <laughs> Easy oh, answer. No. I mean, come on. <laughs> we, we don't need O's here for that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and the last one for Boomer, is it Craig or is it Greg? Ooh, well, too bad Boomer's, Boomer's not here. Yeah, yeah. Boomer's not here. You're not going to get that answer. Uh, it sort of depends. Like, I'll answer, I will answer the question about CeeLo or Schwartz. It depends what type of day. Sure. So if it's a, if it's a sports-filled day, I want CeeLo with his comprehensive updates. If there's nothing going on at all, I want Schwartz to dance like a circus bear. <laughs> That's what I want. Schwartz here this morning, by the way. Has he informed you that he will be out in Vegas next week? He, Excuse me? me. He yeah. Has, yeah. For what? He's got his big YouTube show. They're sending him out to Vegas. Really? For, uh, Good for, that's great. Yeah. yeah. What YouTube show does he I have? I wasn't done. aware, but he has a He does a show with Mr. Beast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be awesome. I, I know what it is. So oh, is that that Long Island thing we yeah. saw? Yeah. So it's... Uh, God, they're sending with, him to Vegas? Yeah. With a man named Vinny Tickets. <laughs> He does a show called Sports Bash that's on for a half an hour on a Saturday morning mm. from a radio. He gets a free trip to Vegas for a 30-minute Saturday that's show on YouTube? He said they're sending him out there. I think, all right, so I think I have the answers for this. And by the way, it's a 30-minute show. It's not on YouTube. It's also on LI News Radio, which okay. is a station you get out in Suffolk County that is broadcast from MacArthur Airport. So, like, when you walk in to get a flight, like a spirit flight to Orlando, you walk by Peter Schwartz on a Saturday morning. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> a treat. Amazing. Um, but I think this guy, Vinny Tickets, is he, he, he has a successful ticket brokering okay. business. So, I think he is funding this trip out to, out to Vegas. Yes. Okay. What did is say the might, return? Huh? On, what is the return on investment on that? Uh, it's a thirty-minute show. Yeah, I mean, I, I maybe guess, they're ex expanding their coverage for next oh, week. Oh, maybe. I, I okay. Don't know. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know, or maybe they just want to go and they figure we got this radio show. Well, well that's some, great. Then throw some interviews yeah. out there. And Very whatever. cool. So, by the way, you needed someone to hang out with Friday night. Yeah. There you go. Peter's out there. He did say he was going to try and drop in and pay you guys a visit at the yeah. win. Also looking to go to a Vegas Golden Knights game. So. Oh my god! Perfect. <laughs> G and Peter Schwartz Golden Knights Friday night. Maybe he can check out the uh, Maniscalco show while he's at it. The, and I there have got, you go. I have the, my, the offers I have gotten so far to like what to do and hang out on these days have just been putrid. Like uh, G Stephen, and Peter. Stephen Waldron wants me to go to Blue Man Group. <laughs> 
I could go to a Golden Knights game with with Peter Peter Schwartz. Schwartz. Mm-hmm. I was also invited as the third wheel with Allie, the makeup artist, and her boyfriend to go see <laughs> some uh, somebody. Zach Bryan? Yes, yeah, <laughs> that. Okay. I was like, no. Like you guys have your night. Yeah, you don't want to like, be doing that. You don't need. You don't need Uncle Geo hanging out no. and paying attention to what's going on. Mm. You guys, you guys are in your twenties. You do what you do. You know. <laughs> so I, it had been. It's been bad. And then though, I mean, I could go hiking with Eddie, <laughs> but that won't be at night. <laughs> When's your Gina gonna be out there? Uh, Tuesday night. So starting Wednesday, all the way through Sunday. Yeah. Right around that time, you told me this morning you're going to be ready to come home. Oh, three days in, I'm, I'll, I'll yes. be ready to He's bail. He's like, I'm looking he's forward gonna, to it. He's going to try yeah. and trade the ticket with me on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, I can do the Rutgers yeah, game. Yeah, I would love that. So she's leaving Sunday before the game? Uh, yeah, she's taking the uh, red eye and going to work oh, Monday. Wow. Yeah. And keep in mind that Al's going to the game. She's not. That's right. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm. Yeah, so I got it's a rough I mean. Sunday for her. I gotta find somebody else out there. Uh huh. Of course, the one guy who would hang out is gone. Listen, this is my. I probably sh- I said I should have left and went to do the Maryland game midweek. Come back, missed one show, but then come back for the weekend and be there Monday. I, yeah. That's my miscalculation. You're a mistake. You apologize. I'm Too late apologizing now. Apologizing for it, but should pull the boomer flying back and forth in the span of a couple of days. I am. I'm flying to Michigan on Friday. And yeah, back but- on Saturday. Going back here, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm saying back and forth. Oh, from Vegas. From Vegas. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe one of the boomer hanger ons will, you know, hang out with you. <laughs> the boomer hanger ons. Like, like one of his friends, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know what, though? They, they Like, like maybe Norseth, maybe. He'd be a cool guy to hang out with. But, you know, Lee Becker's not doing much at no. night. He doesn't. He works during the day. He wants to go to bed. You know, that's, that's what Lee will do. Mm. Maybe you find, uh, maybe Brian Jones will be out there. He won't be out there. No? I don't think he'll be out there. If he is. I mean, I'm Peter not. Schwartz is going. <laughs> I mean, Brian Jones played in the NFL. I know, but there's no reason for Brian to be out Unless he's pumping some of one of his weird-ass companies that he has. Like, Maybe, yeah. Wouldn't he be more likely to be at the uh, Senior Bowl this week since he's a big college football guy? Could yeah. be. That's fair. <sighs> Maggie and Pearl are going to be out there. There you go. <laughs> what type of barn-burning activities are those that are going to be up to? Seriously. They both, I think they both said that, that in this, I'm not saying this is a bad thing or a good thing or whatever, but they both said that they do not drink, so they will not be partying at all or being out late. So, mm-hmm. out late, they got to be up at two o'clock in the morning. I yeah, but like on a Friday. Oh, staying, on a Friday, like, I got gotcha. Friday, Friday yep. is the one night to do but something. But I don't know if they're staying or not. Friday's the night to do something. That is that. I is can the night. see it. What are you two doing Friday, you and Gina? Oh, we have no plans yet. We're open to uh, hanging <laughs> out with everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm open to hanging out on Friday. Oh, you are? I thought you said you guys were not. Well, the days of the week, no, because school night. Okay, there you go. You can go do, uh, what do you call them? The car bombs with Eddie on Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. Now you're good. But I said this, and then both you guys were like, we're not going out. Eddie was like, we're not doing anything involving partying or people or any sort of club situation. (laughs) And I was like, it doesn't have to be a club. We just had no night injury. It's going to be a long week. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you, you shot me down last week. With this. I didn't just make that up for for clubs and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't. 
Like I don't like. Leo's not fist pumping at the club on yeah, Friday night. But you then, guys, where do you? No. What do you do if you're not fist pumping at clubs? What, be, what does like, that mean to go out drinking then? No, there's probably there's probably bars. It could be bars yeah. with live music. There could be just Absolutely. regular sports bars, something like that, where you're hanging out. It doesn't have to be like a. And those clubs, that stuff doesn't get started till super late. Yeah. Anyway, right? That won't even be started when you and I start the warm up show at two a.m. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> I remember going to. This was when I I was like, I am way too old for this. It was a couple of years ago when one of the, the fight companies, it was probably Fox Sports uh, pay-per-view, sent me out to a, the Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury 2 fight in Vegas. So there was a, these DJs that were playing at Omnia, Loud Luxury, who had a song out that I liked. And I was like, let me go see them. Ended up knowing someone that managed them. So I'm up there, me and my buddy in the behind the DJ booth at Omnia with this place going crazy. <laughs> and I'm like looking around and in the DJ booth, you know, with my gray beard, my buddy who's like burping up because he's like, he drank and ate too much. He's like, oh, I got heartburn, you know? <laughs> I'm looking around, there's all these young people and I'm like, this has got to be it for me. Like this hat, this is the end. This mm-hmm. is, it's over. I'm way too old. <laughs> Time for midlife. And when I said that, then who shows up and sits right behind me is Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> who apparently is like a big Vegas partier. Uh, and I'm like, well, if he's not too old and I'm not too old. Right. And he was like a big, like everybody's, you know, they moved crap away from him, set up a table, gave him a bottle of something. And I was like, well, maybe I'm not too old. Uh, but that was the last well, time. Well, you're not I too old to be like the rich guy in the club. Yeah. Yeah. That's too old different. to be the random right. guy who's just right. like bopping his head on that what level. I mean, you an idiot at a sports bar. Yeah, but it's not like the level of celebrity as much as the oldness. Yeah, I get you know? that. Sure. That's what it was. It was. I mean, it was fun. But you that guys was looking it. for like a dive bar situation or a classy bar? I think either. Right? She got the. Uh, you want to mix bar and gambling? You got O'Shea's. Okay, that's something. That's a. That's an interesting spot. Not a club scene at all. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm saying might be right places. up his alley. Yeah. Or you could go with Peter Schwartz to the Golden Shot. Um, Golden Knights. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what? That's what you get for mocking me. The Hello. <laughs> What? <laughs> How is that in your head? I don't know. The Golden oh, Knights game. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> if anybody does that in Vegas, <laughs> you are not allowed back home. <laughs> Got it. The Golden Knights. You're nice not game. allowed back on the plane. You're not allowed back in this building. That is it for you. I mean, Jerry, at least Nick's and what I said rhymes. Yours, not I mean, so much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That'll be Andrew Martian's first article in the athletic. <laughs> Jerry, you with you go with Peter Schwartz to the Golden Shot. Um. I stopped myself. WFA controversy was <laughs> in Vegas. Uh, you know what? You know what that is right there? That's your mouth to God's lips. <laughs> Scatological Schwartz. The story behind how WFA crumbled from within. <laughs> 
my God. Oh, the Athletic had the Jets hit piece today. You're right. That'll be Marshan. A hit piece on Recco and the trip out God to Vegas it. and the Super Bowl. I was driving in and Chris McMonagall said red tube instead of red box. Oh, <laughs> really? And I was laughing. And, and you, you know what? That's what goes wrong. You're going to one-up them? <laughs> because you did. I stopped uh, myself. Oh, between oh, the thank two you, of you Jerry, guys. He took me off the hook. Though. Sorry, man. That's, it's another wow. level. Okay. <laughs> I just pictured Peter. You want me to do what now? <laughs> Boomerang Geo, live three. <laughs> or you could go with Peter Schwartz to the Golden Shot. <laughs> I mean, you definitely could find that out there if you look hard enough. There's no doubt about that. I don't even that. think you got to look that hard. <laughs> Just oh, go to boy. the concierge, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Use the same kiddie pool we used for the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> okay. Well, let me tell you, uh, Jerry's unfortunate slip up there was brought to you by the farmer's dog. Fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. Thank you, CeeLo. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live in the Build Ford Tough Studio. Now I'm going back and forth with Sean Morash on X because he still doesn't understand the O's the Mentalist thing, and now I, I just have to stop because CeeLo's right. Because originally this was not one of these Sean Morash hot takes to piss people off things. Like he really believed and was angry that O's the Mentalist was claiming that he predicted the Super Bowl right when he didn't when he was reading McCole Hardman's mind in Jets training camp, and McCole Hardman came up with 31-21 Jets over Niners, and he's saying. You were wrong, O was the mentalist. How could you possibly be uh, touting the fact that you were right? And, and once again, anybody with a, just a little bit of critical thinking and a fully functional adult brain can understand that what O's was doing and what he claims to do is read the minds of people. So O's was reading the mind of McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman was thinking Jets 31, 49ers 21, and that's what O's came up with. So if you want to say someone was wrong, it was McCole Hardman's prediction of what he thought the Super Bowl was going to be, not O's guessing what McCole Hardman was thinking. Right. O's wasn't predicting the Super Bowl. He was telling you what McCole Hardman was thinking at that moment. Right. I mean, it's, it's really, the more I deal with guys like Sean, the more I feel like when I talk to my children and they don't understand. The reason you can't have a popsicle 10 minutes after you had your last popsicle is because that's too many popsicles. <laughs> you just had a popsicle. You can't now have another popsicle. Right. No, you can't have a cupcake 10 minutes before you eat dinner. Well, maybe talk about having something after dinner. <clears throat> but why? <clears throat> I thought, those are the rules. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say smarter. So what's he not getting still? Like what are make what's making you stop going back and forth? Uh, uh, what's making me stop is the fact that I can't entertain this level of stupidity any longer without ruining my day. But he is, <laughs> he's still going. He goes. So why didn't the board say McCole Hardman thirty one Niners twenty one? I mean, I what? just can't. I just can't. Because that's not what he was thinking. He goes, it's not. He goes, the guy could be amazing and get one wrong. He also blatantly says in the room full of Jets, uh, this is Hardman. Mind read represented all of them in the room. 
I've watched the clip. It was an uncomfortable amount of times analyzing it. He was wrong. What are you talking about? He's reading the guy's mind, what he was thinking. How could you still not understand? And he also put that out to the nation in the sports minute. I know. Representing Boomer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Across the country. Mm-hmm. Everybody's hearing that. Including Jim Harbaugh, who listens. <laughs> exactly. Coach Harbaugh, that wasn't Boomer. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he'd, I think he'd understand that. Did he say in for Boomer doing the Sports Minute, or did he just do it no, as himself? No. Okay. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> that would have that taken another three seconds. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, this is what he does, though, because CeeLo came in. He's right. So now, like, Sean, because he knows he's caught, he won't just be like, hands up, you got me. Oh, he's uh, doubling down. Uh, now idiocy. he's doubling down. Because now he wants you to be, like, in the mud with him, and now he's got you. So that's why I'm backing out. Now I'm like, all right, I've explained uh, it. Oh, you can't let him win? No, 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 I didn't. No, he, he wins nothing. He wins nothing. I explained it on the air. All right. He did his stupid sportsman on it. I explained on X in very plain terms why he was wrong, and now I'm out. Now, if he wants Fair to enough. keep spitting his nonsense over and over and over again about this, he can. You should Graziano him. But he's, he's wrong. Graziano. Block him. Oh, 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 Dane Graziano. It's funny because I know two Grazianos in Sable, Sal and Chris, and I'm like, Graziano, what does that mean? No, Go man. drink it? From earlier, <laughs> when you got meant. blocked, you should block him now. Nah, I like Sean. He's just dead wrong about this. I'm actually more upset with with Evan in that whole scenario than I was Maybe Sean. Evan didn't, wasn't familiar with the piece. He, of course he was. He like, watched it. It was a Jets Hard Knocks thing. I know that. I watched it, too. I don't remember the details of it until you explain it to me. Okay. I really don't remember... I remember the scene, but like word for word, I don't. The way you laid it out, okay, rings a bell, absolutely. But um, Evan might have been sitting there like me, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, said, uh-huh. <laughs> certainly, killing me. <laughs> that pickleball matches tomorrow. You I'm with your... you. They're throwing that. So yeah, they're definitely. Yeah, they're definitely throwing. Mm-hmm. It. Because he just needs it out, and Sean will do that for his master. <laughs> It's master. Well, he's the guy. Evan is the guy. It's Evan, Tiki, and Sean. Fair. So, like, it's he's he, you know, like, eh, you know, when you get like a kind of like funny looking dog in the house, you know, and it's like a cute little thing that you keep around, and like, oh, there's Sparky comes up to these, you know, he's got uh-huh. like a funny shape or whatever. That's sort of what Sean is to that show. So, like, <laughs> Evan is the owner of to Sean's little funky looking dog, you know, like a Sharpay. You know, a Sharpay puppy's got a lot of folds on it and stuff. You're like, ah, oh, that's a funny looking dog. And Tommy is the guy who doesn't live there but has to go there and do all the work? <laughs> yes. Basically. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what, you know, like, so Sean will be like, <laughs> what do you need? What do you need, man? <laughs> wow. Throw a pickleball game? Sure. <laughs> that's what he'll do. I would bet all my money on that one tomorrow night. That Evan's going to yes, win to be able to shave the beard. Because I've seen, I know Sean played football, and I know you threw him to the ground, but I also could see him beating Evan if he tried. I've <clears> seen <throat> Evan on a baseball field. And I gave Sean credit yesterday, too. He is more athletic yes, than Evan. I completely agree. For, for Sean's size, he is, he is very athletic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I happen to pancake him, but... Are know, we doing but, this for digital? They have to be. Well, they I'll better. do anything. They better. Yeah. Hi, Boomer and Geo Coney live for the Build Ford Toss Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Opened up with the Knicks, and yes, I'm trying to enjoy it. I am enjoying it. I don't want to say that I'm not enjoying it. I just, I'm at this point now where I'm getting nervous because 
It feels like every time I start buying in on a team, they will let me down somehow, some way, because generally that's the outcome in sports. There's one team that ends up doing it. Everybody else ends up losing. And I'm just not sure if I want to put myself through that just yet. What is the acceptable minimum for the New York Knicks this year for me? would be to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose to what I believe is a better team. That would be it. And if they did that, I'd be devastated because they didn't make it to the Finals, but I would understand. Sort of like last year. They beat the brakes off the Cavaliers, and they ran into a team and a player in Jimmy Butler that just was better than they were. And even though they you know, got to six games, they'd won a couple of games, you felt better about it. It was Jalen Brunson's first year there. Julius Randle was in and out of the lineup. With injuries, and I felt like they had reached their ceiling. This year, to me, it's take that next step. But as they get into that series, and we're thinking about these other teams in the East, and you think about how good Jalen Brunson is, and they're beating these teams in the NBA without two of their best players in Randall and Ananobi on back-to-backs with travel, this is abnormal. This is This is not just some cute winning streak. This is... One of, if not the best story in the entire league right now. And we've been waiting for this for a very, very long time. So I just, I want these guys to be healthy. I want Brunson to stay healthy. I want Tom Thibodeau not to just drill these guys into the ground. I want him to be smart about this because we've got a shot. We've got a legitimate shot to be contending for a championship and watching this team as a group of fans who have been kicked in the face repeatedly you could make a, a case that the New York Knicks in the last, you know, excluding the last couple of years, but during that stretch from like the, the Isaiah Thomas all the way up through when Thibodeau got here, that they were the worst organization, worst run organization in sports. Like they, they were up there. You know, the Raiders were in that conversation. The Sacramento Kings were in that conversation. Maybe the, the Coyotes in the NHL were in that conversation. The Knicks were in that conversation. From losing to scandal to the owner throwing people out for saying fire Dolan to terrible contracts over and over and over and over and over again. Not being able to get the number one overall pick when you wanted it. And now here they are. And you could, there are people who believe that have watched basketball for a very long time that aren't Knicks fans, that aren't slanted, that they could represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. Why not? Like that, to me, that's the whole thing. Why not? They they made it to the Eastern Conference, what, semifinals last year? Or was the conference? Yeah, it was the second the round. Semifinals yeah. with the Heat. And you can make every case that they probably should have won that series. They didn't. This should be another step this year. They're better. Uh, the, the addition and subtraction with Barrett and Quickly and now with Ananobi. And you saw Chua last night on the starting lineup play really well. This is a better put-together team, top to bottom. They're more consistent. And to your point about them winning games, they're not just winning games. They are killing teams. You know, it's not, I mean, just think in this stretch, eight in a row and 14 of 16, how many close games have they played? Hmm. How many times have they given up 100 points? And I don't even think they're a lockdown defensive team, but they're better than most. And I think if you've got guys, you know, it's one thing to think you're going to win a series if everything goes right. I can make the case everything doesn't have to go right, and they still have a great chance to win these games and series because they've got numerous guys that can, as they say, score the ball. You know, no Julius Randle, no problem. You've got scorers on this team. No Mitchell Robinson, no problem. All of a sudden, Hartenstein's given you a lot that I don't think anybody um, thought that he would. They're just a really good team. And in terms of being well-run, yeah, they're well-run because finally James Dolan found the right guys to run it. To me... 
James Dolan's biggest problem over these past 20 something years running the Knicks has been too loyal to the people he has hired. When things don't go well, he stuck with them and was sold on the vision, whether it was Isaiah Thomas way too long, whether it was Phil Jackson probably too long. Well, now you got guys in place that know what the hell they're doing. You got a coach that knows what he's doing. All of a sudden, it's a well run organization because they finally hit on the guys to actually run the damn thing. So. I'm with you. To me, anything shy of the conference finals right now would be a disappointment. I complete, and it better not be a first round and out. Yeah, and I think the the reasons why it's happening now is you have a very very solid head coach. We understand that, uh, and Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau together have figured out the best mix to play with Jalen Brunson. Yep, and and everybody is falling into line, and nobody is selfish. Like even Julius Randle, we felt like was more the the, the one of the most selfish players. Uh, is not you know when he's out there with Jalen Brunson, and that's why you need him back. And you need him to be in that role and the camaraderie with all the Villanova guys. I mean, it's just the fan base being desperate for this, the Garden being a place that that opponents don't want to come into anymore. When it used to be a place that you could hang sixty five mm. points on the Knicks, and then you know talk about it being the mecca as an opponent. Like it's just everything is 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 working. And it's it's scary. I mean, it is, man. I, I don't know how to live in this world. The greatest compliment I could give Jalen Brunson, and he is an outstanding scorer, great offensive player. He makes everybody on the floor better. And I'm not saying one or two guys. I mean everybody. When he's on the floor, this team hums along. And, yeah, he's had some bad games from time to time. They all do. But it is a lot more good than bad. And if you need him to score, he can put 40 on the board for you. You need him to be the assist guy, he will get guys involved. Um, he's just, he's been that, I cannot believe what a great pickup that this kid has been. Yeah. I mean, we all knew that it was going to be better. It was going to be an upgrade, but he is now Not like this. He is right. Nobody expected this. Nobody expected him to be on the short list of MVPs. Nobody expected everybody to look at his contract and say that he was underpaid. I mean, it is, it's, it's truly amazing. I mean, he, he really, because of the lack of winning in New York sports, if if Jalen Brunson takes this team to a an NBA Finals and and wins a championship with the Knicks, he will automatically be put into a stratosphere that there's only. And I'm not talking about like the 27 Yankees. I'm talking about from like let's just say the 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 late 70s on. Let's just go from there. Sure, the late 70s to now. You know, a stratosphere in New York sports that is that is only carved out for a handful of people. Yeah, he elevates beyond Ewing. Yeah. They go, I mean, I never thought, to be honest, because you, you get used to them not winning. I never thought in my lifetime I would see that, and I can see that. And let's not discount Julius Randle either. No, no. I know you complimented him. Um, as great as Jalen Brunson has been, the two of them together have just been an unbelievable, you know, one-two punch since they've been... Uh, join and and then again you're bringing Ananobia to me that completed the I never again I never thought that move was going to be as I didn't think the Brunson move was going to be as big as it is and I didn't think adding Ananobi and subtracting Barrett and quickly was going to have the impact that it would have yeah I I love that at the time I, re- I remember texting and people were I, there was a guy who uh, that day that that happened I was talking to a guy at the Portly Villager of course who actually mm-hmm. and he was he was going on and on about how they screwed up and I'm like dude stop I'm telling you you're going to love this guy. And he just texted me a couple days ago. I said, I just have to tell you about how wrong I was about yeah. the Ananobi thing. I want to apologize to you yeah, for yeah. being so wrong about this. See, I never thought it was a bad move. I remember saying at the time, I just don't know how they're replacing the offense. I didn't know he was a good offensive player. I just thought of him as a defender, 
good basketball player, nice move, but how are they replacing the offense? And he's done that and then some, and I thought even with the addition of Ananobi, they still needed to go make a move. I don't think that anymore. And I hear all the Mikhail Bridges. The Nets are not trading Mikhail Bridges to the Knicks. I don't, I don't see if that Mikhail happening. If Mikhael Bridges were on a different team, it'd be something to talk Maybe. about. I'd be shocked. I don't see that happening. And I don't, I don't know that the Knicks need to make another move. I think they're positioned well right now with where they are that they can make a legitimate run at this thing. Now, if they got Mikhail Bridges and it fit, and that's the other thing that, that these NBA trades, not always does it work. Uh, as we as we've seen, at least with the the Brooklyn Nets, now generally you get enough talented guys around, it works. But sometimes it takes time too. I mean, hell, you needed Phil Jackson to come in and get Kobe and Shaq, and then some of the pieces around, and you know Robert Ory and guys like that, and Derek Fisher. You had to find the right pieces to surround the superstar. So it's not like if you add Mikael Bridges, all of a sudden they're they're finals the champs, they're Eastern Conference champs, and going to the finals. But it, I, I mean, you would feel like that would be. A move they'll put on the top, but they're not going to do that. Even if it was, even if the Knicks gave the Nets four first round picks and Quentin Grimes, I don't think that the Nets I just don't think they're to, doing it. Yeah, I just, I, I, if the Nets did that and, and that might even be a good move for the long term future, I mean, <laughs> it's bad enough where their fan base is. I saw, I get that out there. I understand that. My God, you're talking about a complete teardown again. I mean, if you're going to give up Bridges, who you essentially traded Kevin Durant for. I mean, I know there was more in that deal, but the deal was Kevin Durant to get Bridges back. I mean, where are they? Are you going to be back to winning 15 games a year? Seriously. Yeah, I mean, and then it's just the whole side of it, too, from you're going to give the Knicks the last piece right. to go win a championship. Like, I don't care if those four picks end up being the next four Hall of Famers. Right. I mean, it's going to take a long time to wash that off. You yet. also have to hit on the picks. Well, yeah. like, picks are great, but what are picks? They're a whole hell of a lot of nothing unless you get the right guys in. Well, especially when they're they're not top five picks, top ten picks, you know, which they're that not too. going to be. Right. Uh, let's go to Vic in East Islip. What's going on, Vic? How are you doing, guys? Good, Hi, man. Vic. Hey, Terry, uh, you watch a lot of college ball, obviously. Um, I, I know you got all these guys from Villanova on the team, but... You feel a lot of Jay Wright presence. I, I know Thibodeau's a defensive coach, but uh, I, I, Jay Wright has got these guys all playing. And they feel like they all the ball can you know the, the ball moves. The ball moves yes. never stops. I, I actually wrote Vic. I actually when I was watching um, the game, I actually wrote that down as one of my notes. You know the turnovers, uh, the scoring that they were getting from uh, Divincenzo, but more than that, the ball never stuck. I mean, it's just it's a nice. The one thing that I don't like about watching NBA basketball these days is dribble up the floor, settle on the wing, shoot a thirty foot uh, three pointer. It's just boring. The Knicks don't bore me. I'm no I'm no fan, but I will tell you, they come down the floor. You see guys cutting, moving the balls, moving around, and it's it's a better way of basketball. And it's the other thing too. You know, you bring up the whole Villanova connection and what they've done to this team. Makes you wonder why other teams haven't tried to do something similar. Maybe they have, and it hasn't worked. I don't know. But there is something to be said about chemistry. And when you get guys together that are good together and play well together consistently, why can't it translate at the next level? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I... Um... Oh, come on. Yes! Yes! No way. Yes! Yeah, I talked to it. I think it's This real. is awesome. All right. <laughs> yes! Oh, one last thing I was going to say, the point to hammer your point home. It doesn't yeah. always work, and sometimes I think it's... I remember when Steve Spurrier got all the guys that he coached in Florida. Football's different, yes. But, but I'll give you a football example. 
is uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. That's fair. That's that's two guys. You're absolutely right. That has worked out beautifully. That is true. Uh, okay. So earlier I was t- <laughs> that was unbelievable. Earlier I was talking about teachers, and I brought up a middle school teacher of mine named uh, Mr. Huey, who was a math teacher, and he was a big Knicks fan. I remember him yelling, being upset that I was wearing a Knicks Rockets NBA Finals t-shirt because it was you know obviously the Knicks had lost the finals Mr. Huey apparently still alive and watching the show with his grandkids awesome someone called up who knows Mr. Huey then I got into a story about an old Italian teacher of mine named Vito Caparuso and how I felt like I treated Mr. Caparuso well but uh, a, a teammate here at WFAN a colleague who I also went to high school with Brian Rascona I remember really giving was a punk mr caparuso a tough time so much so that i have this core memory of school when mr caparuso kicked the desk and said to brian you treat to me like a horse of manure <laughs> and this is something that brian and i still talk about to this day so there's a man now on the phone claiming to be vito caparuso yes. our old italian teacher from belport middle school and belport high school uh mr caparuso is that you yes <laughs> Okay, is your radio on or TV on in the background? I have the TV on. Oh, oh yeah, you have to turn that down just because it's going to be uh, distracting oh, for us because it's on. It's on a delay. I'm not used to. <laughs> He's not used to this. Is definitely yes. Oh, this is clearly <laughs> the guy. <laughs> just one second, yes. Uh, Mr. Hit the power button. There you go. Yes. Okay, is your radio? Oh, on? You got hold on, I need. I'm, I'm trying to look for the. Hold on. The remote. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably, I probably should have done this part with them. <laughs> Hold on a sec. All right, one second. We're waiting. It's okay. It's only live radio. I just wanted to show the legitimacy. I had it in my hands right now. What the hell have I done with it? Oh, you, you can't find know. it. Is I it possible to go into a different room where the TV no, no, is no, not? No, no. I'm right here. I'm getting senile by the day. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Well, don't say that, Mr. Caparuso. Oh, 75. What did I put it? You know what's funny is like where you you know you think these guys stay the same age for the rest of their lives when in your head you think you, I mentioned Mr. Finn I think of a thirty year old guy teaching science right he's still there doing the same thing yep oh I can't believe it <laughs> I have my telephone but where did I put my thing and I just turned it on well what about walking into another room with your Wait, cell phone are you on a cell phone well I. Yeah, I have two cell phones. Are you on it? Can you walk into a different room? When did I put... Hold on a second. Hmm. Definitely not a tech teacher. <laughs> it sounds quieter. Can get over it. No, we sound good now. Sounds good now. How you doing? Well, because... Fine. All right, good. So so were, were you watching the show or listening to the no, show? No, no, to tell you the truth... I after Bell, uh, after Bellport, I moved to Hicksville High School. Okay. Where I taught Italian and French. Yeah. But uh, um, but in Bellport, I don't know where were you, my student, in Bellport. Yeah, I was at Bellport. Yes. In Bellport, well, was the middle school? I believe it was middle school. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it was middle been, school. Was, uh, so it must have been the beginning. Yeah, that's I was hired as an Italian and French teacher there. And uh, and then I had to leave because it was one hour and a half driving. You know, my mother was not doing too well, so I thought that would be closer to my house. Right. And I moved to bed and all that. But this morning, was I was still in bed, believe it or not, my uh, my principal from uh, from Hicksville 
Peshvido. They just mention your name. Which, <laughs> oh my goodness! I hope I haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, no. It was us but that was, was wrong. Kind of yeah. Explaining because her husband was watching, was watching you or anything like that. You, your face sounds familiar. Well, it must have been a few years ago. Do you have an idea how many years it is? Oh my God! I mean, it was. I graduated in the year two thousand. Um, in uh, Bellport High School, so we're talking about 96, so I was a freshman, oh so we're talking gosh. middle school, 90, 95, 96, 94, in that range. And you still remember my name? <laughs> uh, listen, it, it was, no, remember your name, I remember specific I, events. I mean, it's always a pleasure to, to meet a former student, but the first thing I always ask, was I nice to you? you, you but you, the problem is, I was a college teacher, Yeah. and and, and uh, teaching in the middle school mm. was quite a change. Mm, I mean, yeah. the first day that I was there, people welcomed me with spitting oh, paper, uh, you know, while I was writing on the... So you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, spitballs, <laughs> yes. Not, yeah, we would, I mean, yeah. I was not used to it, but eventually, you know, I, I happened to love that, I mean, and... Uh, so, uh, what have you done with yourself? <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, I'm a talk show host here on WFAN in New York City. Uh, we talk sports and life and stuff like that. We're also on TV, as you can see on CBS Sports Network. You were uh, listening to so things things have been great. Can you I tell still me if people are listening to me now while I'm talking. Yeah, to they're you? yeah, they're oh everybody. Goodness. You're on the radio. You're everywhere. And TV. Yeah, and oh TV. <laughs> yeah, 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 and TV. So you are. Uh, oh yes, I, you didn't even realize you were, <laughs> you were on the radio. This is my chance to fame. <laughs> yes, this is, this is your chance at fame. Yes. So so I had. I, I don't know if you remember this but uh one of the stories there was a guy who you taught who was in my class and he was brian rascona and he would he would get on your case he was probably one of these spitball guys and uh and you kicked the desk and you said you treat me like a horse of manure <laughs> oh, you can't say that we're on, live on the radio mr caparusa you can't say english was not the best at those times yeah you can't say the curse words that's okay all right all right so, yeah, you said it. All right, so very good. So I'm, I'm assuming you are. Uh, I'm assuming you are retired now. Yes, I am. I am. Well, I'm 75. Okay, good. Well, very good. So you, but you, my name is on the thing. I can get. Up. <laughs> I can't get up. Well, you, you, you two guys, you, you look very nice. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you, you Mr. Caparuso. Like continue to see what other memories do you have, uh, you know, for, from when I was with teaching there. I, well, uh, I remember you threw a, a, a hole puncher out of the window <laughs> once in anger. Oh, how to do? Yeah, someone's head, which I don't think I would never. No, 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 not in someone's head. You threw it out of the window. You threw it out of the window. Children in my classroom. No, you you were a guy. You would wear a suit every single day. I remember that you were you were more well dressed than any other of the teachers, and you would come in with a lot of energy. And you, buongiorno. Nice, because you know you did. No, you did. You did. You treated me great. You you left the lasting image. I was actually upset. With some of the the other kids that would that would get well, on you, you know. <laughs> all right, so you're you're back too closer to the television. So, um, all right. Oh Jesus! All right, hold on. What one, are we doing? Hold on one second, <laughs> Mr. Caparuso. Here's a, I'm listening again to what you tell me. Yeah, I know, I know. Just get get away from the TV if you can. Um, so the guy, the guy that that you said you treated me like a horse of manure, he is he is actually on the phone now. He is also uh, forty years old, uh, and he works here now. Uh, Brian Rascona, hello, Brian. 
Hey, what's up, guys? I cannot believe that Vito Caparuso is on WFAN right now. That <laughs> well, is, I, I don't believe it car, myself. I don't believe I, myself. I get in the car to get to drop my kids off at school, and I'm like, he's talking about an Italian teacher, and it sounds like Mr. Caparuso. I'm like, surprised I still remember. <laughs> Unbelievable. My goodness, it's been a century. You, you threw a textbook at me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get up. That was that terrible. Oh, my God. All my, no, all my, Catholic, just... all my Catholic training. <laughs> I was no angel I myself. I of myself. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember throwing a textbook. Listen. But Brian, though, to to just save the 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 reputation here, Mr. Caparuso, it was oh. us that was the problem, not him, right? It was us that was the oh, problem. One hundred, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I actually, I really liked Mr. Caparuso. Yeah, no, we did, and we and anything that he did was fully warranted in retaliation to how much jerks that that we were in that class. And he says, "Well, well I was not used to it. I have to apologize, unfortunately." No, I don't apologize you. for no, anything. Apologize. No, 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 you know, sure, please, please don't. No, we, we, I feel terrible about it. Brian feels terrible about it. Quite a something for me, but then they're like, "I apologize if I've been." I gotta be honest. I still think about Mr. Caparuso on a regular basis. I wish I, I would meet you guys. You, you guys, if you like, come in. <laughs> Don't say it. Now the whole world is going to hear us. We'll put you on, uh, Mr. Caparuso, hold we'll, we'll put you on hold, and you can give the address. Maybe me and Brian will go out there. We'll get like a oh, we'll be wonderful chicken parmigiana guys. with you or something like that, all right? Well, whatever you want, I'll try my best. I mean, I had to feed my mother for so many years, <laughs> so I uh, I enjoy cooking. Oh, okay. Well, Even I better. can't believe it myself. It was quite a morning. Yeah, all right. So, uh, Brian, you want to say one last thing to Mr. Caparuso? Just, just I mean, you drink me like a horse of manure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Oh, my goodness. Uh, all right, Mr. Caparuso, thank you for calling in. Rascone, I'll, I'll text you. you. Keep well. All right, abs absolutely. I'm going to put so you on hold. Don't... I didn't kill you guys. Yeah, I know. He did not kill us, and I'm glad we didn't kill you. Uh, I'm going to put you on hold, and, and our producer... Nice people you are. I can't believe it that you went so far already, I mean, on television. Yeah, I, I know, yes. Uh, okay, so uh, go on hold. Thank you, Mr. Caparuso. The Al Dukes, our uh, producer, is going to talk to you. Wow. That was awesome. I mean, I wish they didn't have the TV going I know, in the back. I know, I know. But that was just, it made it even more authentic, I, the fact he could not find his remote control. I thought that was outstanding. I and mean, then kept walking back closer <laughs> to the TV. Brian's trying to tell him something. He's just talking. It was awesome. I like the fact that he revealed he threw a textbook at him. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. And, and uh, I dumped not only when he uh, yes. let the S word go, but I also dumped I his, his home address. address. <laughs> Just FYI. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a nice man. I mean, that, so I'm telling you, man, like people talk about like the reach of the radio or how you judge success or whatever. You know, like you, you get ratings, you get people talking. To, it's stuff like that, that you know the power of this radio station is incredible. A lot of fun. That Mr. Caparuso, I got, not only did I bring up Mr. Huey, but Mr. Caparuso, and we, both of them yeah. emerged from the darkness. Well, we didn't hear from Mr. Huey. We heard from Tara. Of course, from Tara, but who knows he's doing Mr. well. Yeah. And Mr. Huey was watching, and then Mr. Caparuso at 75 in Farmingdale. Outstanding. Still around. My Lord. Good stuff. Okay. We have to take a break. Uh, we will come back with CeeLo and Moment of the Day. Jerry's got something for you, and we'll be right back right after this. Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. What a morning it has been. 
More unexpected hijinks here on the program. Thanks to uh, Mr. Vito Caparuso for checking in and Brian Rascona for bringing back all these memories of Belport <laughs> Middle School. I mean, I, I was thinking about poor Mr. Caparuso. He said he went from a being a university professor. So this is a man now who speaks at least three languages because he said he taught Italian and French and obviously English, probably more, to the point where he's mastered enough to be a professor in it. And then somehow gets... Put in Belport Middle School, hell, and then <laughs> ends up in a class with me and Rascona, with spitballs being spit at him, <laughs> and so much so he has to retaliate by throwing a textbook at Rascona, <laughs> and he's like, "I was not used to this because you know he was obviously these college kids and these civilized humans, right?" <laughs> Right, and he wasn't a substitute; like that was his class. Yeah, it was our, yeah, he that was our stinks. professor. I mean, but like you we, guys were animals. Yeah, oh, we yeah. were. No, we no. I mean, we were. I mean, to just because from our perspective, like we're we're in this school, it's a free for all. Then this guy walks in in his suit, you know, going buongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I don't, you have any idea where you are, buddy? Yeah. Like, and it just was, you know, we couldn't take him seriously. Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Poor guy. You treated me like a horse of manure. <laughs> well, sounds like me. That <laughs> I was not allowed to say <laughs> <laughs> By the way, sir, not here either. Yeah. <laughs> I was not allowed oh, to say So we man. had to dump that. So that I'm glad so Eddie good. went back and, and ended up bleeping that out. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Tell you what, O's is up for the challenge tomorrow. He's got he's got a lot to follow up yeah, after that. I know, seriously, he he absolutely does. Oof. No matter what happens, Sean Morash is not going to understand it, right? Well, and we that that much we know. <laughs> break down the wrong bit tomorrow. He side texted me, still trying to explain it. To him. I'm like, no, no. Oh my! So he, I go back and watch he... the full clip. I'm like, I have. <laughs> Oh. He's fixated on the Jets. I'm like, dude, he's doing a show for the Jets. Like, exactly. you really expect McCall Hardman to get up? The- hey, uh, McCall, who's going to be in the Super Bowl? He's not going to say the Jets. Right. Yeah, Falcons and Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like like a it's like a clown coming to a birthday party and making a balloon animal, and it, it's a giraffe. And then Sean goes, but it's not really a giraffe. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not breathing. I don't hear its heartbeat. <sighs> it's made out of a balloon. You idiot. Um, okay. What do you have over there, All right, CeeLo? Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, some other things to get to that we missed last hour. So quickly, obviously, the Knicks with another good win last night. 118-103 over the Jazz. Pulled away in the third quarter. 36-24 there. We'll play you one thing because early stages of the game, Knicks in an early 15-6 hole. And apparently that was enough for one Utah player to start giving Jalen Brunson the business. Here's Mike Breen to the rest. Sexton's playing some mind games right now, getting in Jalen Brunson's face, chatting with him. Brett Barnicky just warned him to stop the taunting. Now he's talking to the fans. A lot of talk after a one for ten game last night <laughs> against the Nets. Pretty good line from Mike That's there, right. I would say. Very good job. Uh, and of course, Brunson and the Knicks would have the last laugh. He had twenty nine and nine assists. Dante Divincenzo nine threes on his way to a thirty three point effort as the Knicks make it eight in a row to continue their good streak here. Fourteen wins in the month of January. First time they've won that many in a month since nineteen ninety four. They've got the Pacers tomorrow night at the Garden to open up February. You do have the Nets and the Suns. Now that'll be interesting in Kevin terms Durant. of playing defense because the Pacers score oh, yeah. a bleep ton of points. Like a wagon. They hold them under a hundred. 
Absolutely. Man. Yep. We got pregame coverage for uh, Nets and Suns tonight here on the fan <laughs> at 820. I'll simply just ask. 820? They changed the time of that game? Yeah, I guess it's, uh, oh. I don't know which network's okay. carrying it, but probably the Durant, TNT, Nets probably, angle, right? it's an 830 tip, which obviously is not even 830. Oh, like 845. So You're going to be calling Rutgers. Rutgers. Oh. <laughs> you know, at 830. Rutgers, Penn State. That's right. All right. Who is this? And I'm just going to play this and see if you guys can figure it out. Yeah! My first thought was Geo, but that's not what the, Cap Cap from back in, not, uh, in digital came out and said, "Was that Geo screaming?" And I said, "No, it's not." But not George Kittle, the, not George Kittle. You're you're on the right path, though. Not a Brock Kelsey. Purdy, not Kelsey, not Brock Purdy. But you guys, you're in the right ballpark. Christian Fred McCaffrey. Warner. No, no. Kyle Shanahan. No. See, because it's different than what we normally hear from this guy when you hear him talk. John Harbaugh. No. No, he wouldn't be screaming like that. I don't know. Lost. Well, hold on. Yeah! Yeah! I would say a little deeper than we're used to hearing from this individual. A little. I got nothing. That's Patrick Mahomes. Wow, it really? sounds nothing like that's that. That's why. That's why I played it. Doesn't wow. sound like Kermit there at all, does he? No. That was after the pass to Marquez Valdez Scantling to seal the deal, and he's running down the field screaming, so pumped, knowing that they're going back to the Super Bowl. So there you go. A little uh, NFL Films audio for you. Let's check in on Evan Roberts now, addressing the Mets offseason or lack thereof. Did you hear him tell Adam Wainwright to go bleep himself? Yes, I did hear that <laughs> yesterday <laughs> and laughed quite hard at yes. uh, your delivery of that and setting that up. So good job, Jerry. Uh, so pitchers and catchers right around the corner. Here was Evan yesterday. David Stearns. Can you get me a stick? Just one stick. That's all I need. One stick. And he would continue. I need a stick. Because this morning, when the stick I wanted, Justin Turner signed with the Toronto Blue Jays, a part of me died. Small part of me, but a part of me died. A part of me said, I wanted that stick. And just in case there was any confusion, he did make off one last plea to Stern. Get me a stick. I want a stick. Really wants a stick what very badly. Okay. <laughs> so hopefully David Stearns will come through and get him the stick oh, that he wants. You go f- yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That uh, was pretty cool. Uh, I did enjoy that. Also, how about uh, we check in on Tiki Barber's AFC Championship game watching experience this is kind of an interesting one uh that i wouldn't have expected as they were kind of breaking down the game and talking about taylor swift do you know how many times cbs showed taylor swift during the broadcast i kept track Mm. you want to guess i do not know i was on my treadmill you were watching the game on your treadmill? I was watching the game on my treadmill. Man, we are not cut from the same No, <laughs> no, we are not. I was on my couch eating and drinking. <laughs> I ran 10 miles, actually. What? 10, ten, miles, ten, on the, ten miles? miles on the treadmill with my iPad on the, exactly. on the Peloton AFC thing. title game? They're in the AFC title You game. suck. Dude, I, 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 I say that in. respectfully. Bro, I had to get it in. I'm oh. running a half marathon in a couple of months. Wing so. ripped to shreds. Yeah, when do you get your four dozen wings and three beers? <laughs> I mean... Uh, There's a lot of amazing. hours in the day. Pro athletes are credit, different, man. Yeah, I know. Whew. Just exactly, just a different breed, man. just a different type of the mentality. mentality. Yeah. I mean, I just all the, the res- discipline is unreal. Right. I mean, all the re- I mean, the, the look, the way he does, still is just incredible. Yeah, I mean, he's just it, uh, uh, we, all of us here, will never Shameful. be that, <laughs> have that, never be able to achieve that. So, like, all the respect in the world to Tiki to be able to to sit there, do his job by watching the game, and also work out. Mm. God commitment jealous man yeah. Yeah. jealous of that we don't have that drive 
or desire? No. No. I mean, like a little bit, sometimes, Not occasionally. No. He's he does every, it day. Every, every day. Every day. Yep. Every day. Every day. 100%. Uh, really no easy way to drop this in, but it is a story a you should address it. No, not a death, oh. but uh, you've got the four NHL players, including a couple of devils, Michael McLeod mm. and Cal Foote, charged with sexual assault in London, Ontario, stemming from this alleged six years ago, 2018 right? incident. Yeah, the World Junior Team for Canada. Um, uh, the uh, allegation is sexual assault following a fundraising gala. So all four of these players recently took a leave of absence from their teams, and this story is coming out now. Now, I will say, I believe both McLeod and Foot through their legal teams are obviously claiming their uh, innocence and saying that none of this has gone through the courts as far as evidence goes, so on and so forth. But uh, they are being asked to go turn themselves into London, Ontario police as uh, all of this uh, this story kind of develops and we'll see what the next stage is there for that um no other way to awkwardly transition to moment of the day but we will do that and it is brought to you by casamigos tequila casamigos tequila is brought to you by those who drink it <laughs> and it is uh, on the longer side i mean listen last hour with the italian teacher i mean how do you cut that up into a short uh, snippet you don't but uh, how about geo looking for something to do and someone to hang out with next friday night in las vegas before super bowl weekend and my guy to the left, Jerry Recco, had just the idea, as it turns out, last hour. Or you could go with Peter Schwartz to the Golden Shot. Um, Golden Knights. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Hello? <laughs> what? That's what you get from mocking me. The Hello? Golden Knights game. <laughs> what? <laughs> How is that in your head? I don't know. The Golden oh, Knights boy. game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. If anybody does that in Vegas, <laughs> you are not allowed back home. <laughs> Got it? The Golden You're Knights not game. allowed back on the plane. You're not allowed back in this building. That is it for you. <laughs> That'll be Andrew Martian's first article in the athletic. <laughs> Try you go yeah. with Peter Schwartz to the Golden Shot. Um. I stopped myself. WFAN controversy <laughs> in Vegas. Uh, you know what? You know what that is right there? That's your mouth to God's lips. <laughs> Scatological Schwartz. The story behind how WFAN <laughs> crumbled from within. <laughs> Just picture Peter. You want me to do what now? <laughs> Boomerang Geo Live Three. <laughs> or you could go with Peter Schwartz to the Golden Shot. Um. I mean, you definitely could find that out there if you look hard enough. There's no doubt. About I don't even that. think you got to look that hard. <laughs> Just oh, go to boy. the concierge, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Use the same kitty pull we used for the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Oh boy, there you go, fellas. Moment of the day, and it was certainly a morning to remember here on these my bad. in many different ways. Oh yeah. my goodness. Where's Vito? <laughs> <laughs> Vito's still watching. He's like, oh, maybe I don't want these guys yeah, coming right. over for lunch. Yeah. Uh all oh, right, CeeLo. Oh, good stuff. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live to the Bill Ford Tough Studio. Gronkowski went wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. Now he's back for Kick of Destiny 2, and this time you can play along. All you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss. Get your free pick in right now, because if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes his shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. Whether your team make or team miss, just head to FanDuel Sportsbook app to get the pick in. 
It's absolutely free. Then tune in before the game to see Gronk's kick live. New to FanDuel, just visit FanDuel.com slash G-O, that's G-I-O, to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 over and physically present in New York. No purchase necessary. $10 million prize pool to be split equally among all eligible participants who made the correct pick. Prize issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. It expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms, full terms, at FanDuel.com. Sportsbook, for help the gambling problem, Great 778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Home of Chris McMonagle in the overnight. This is the worst adoration and worst offense that the Kansas City Chiefs have had under the Patrick Mahomes era. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. From the 1010 Wins Traffic Center, I'm Karen Stewart with the SupplyHouse.com Fan Highway Patrol. Are you on Route 3? I know. I see you guys. Here's the deal. Westbound 3 of Passaic Avenue has an accident. It's over in the fast lane. Westbound three delays go back to 17, which is aggravating. But even more aggravating are the eastbound delays, which go all the way back to 46. All because of rubbernecking. So that's what we're dealing with in New Jersey right now. Eastbound three travelers just know once you get past Passaic Avenue, it's a nice clean shot to the Lincoln, which has a 15-minute delay now. But by the time you get there, it'll be 5 to 10. The inbound Holland has got a 25-minute wait. The inbound George is 20 for the upper and 25 for the lower. Now, if you're traveling Long Island, we've got an accident on the westbound southern state at exit 29. That's Hicksville Road in Hempstead. We've got an accident there over on the right shoulder. Mass Transit's doing really well for us. We've got no problems to tell you about. And the northbound FDR drive at East 92nd is still delayed. We have a disabled vehicle out there, and the right lane is closed. We're sponsored by Ray Katina Mercedes-Benz of Edison. I'm Karen Stewart with the SupplyHouse.com fan Highway Patrol. Visit the all-new Mercedes-Benz of Edison showroom and service facility to find the right Mercedes-Benz for you. Choose from one of the largest selections of new and certified pre-owned or from their loaner-to-owner program or courtesy vehicle fleet for perfectly maintained vehicles at exceptional value. All at Mercedes-Benz of Edison. The big game calls for an epic party. And that's exactly what BetMGM's big game bash is delivering. This is your chance to see country superstar and two-time CMA Entertainer of the Year, Luke Combs, on Saturday, February 10th in Las Vegas. Are you ready to get in on the action? Join us at the Chelsea Inside the Majestic Cosmopolitan for an epic performance. Only a limited number of tickets are available for this exclusive event. So download the BetMGM app to get your tickets now. It's the most exciting Sunday in sports, and BetMGM has you covered all game long. Don't miss out on the big game excitement with Luke Combs and the king of sportsbooks. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus years of age or older to wager and physically present in New York only. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Most of us get up every day get our kids to school, go to work, figure out how to get things done. Even when we don't always love the people we're working with, it's what grown-ups do. Shouldn't Washington do the same? We don't have time for their drama. On February 13th, we can turn the corner and get Congress on the right track. Tom Swazi gets it, always has. He'll tackle the important stuff on day one. Tom will roll up his sleeves and deliver real solutions that make our community safer, support our schools, and help our kids succeed. Tom will work with both parties to fix our broken immigration system, strengthen our borders, and keep us safe. We need less noise 
and more action out of Congress. Join NYSEN, New York's teachers, in voting for Tom Suozzi on Tuesday, February 13th. Paid for by AFT Solidarity, AFT.org. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. AFT Solidarity is responsible for the content of this ad. Now, during Staples Print Big Sale, get $20 off your print purchase of $100 or more, $50 off your print purchase of $200 or more, and $100 off your print purchase of $300 or more. So the more you print at Staples, the more you save. To demonstrate, print, print, print at Staples, you save, save, save. But if you print, 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 print at Staples, you save, 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 save. See how that works. Staples Print Big Sale. Print more, save more. Up to $100. Ends 210. Visit staples.com slash print for details. Get the appliances you need right away at Lowe's. Explore the largest assortment of brands you trust, like Whirlpool, Samsung, and LG, in-store or online at the best values. Plus, take advantage of our everyday financing offers on top items, from refrigerators to laundry pairs. And there's more. Get your new appliances delivered or installed quickly at your convenience. Because Lowe's knows appliances. Lowe's knows home improvement. Subject to credit approval. Hey, I'll take some. Great. And some Frank's Red Hot. Oh, nah. I'm good. Oh, you're just going to eat these dry, plain, boring nachos with no Frank's. Uh... Oh, seriously? Frank it up. Frank it up. Come on, lady. Frank it up. Frank it up. Frank it up. Yeah! Yeah, this guy finally gets it. Hey, look, we're on the Jumbotron. It's the perfect blend of flavor and heat. Frank's Red Hot. I put that sh- on everything. What's up, everybody? Nick Costos here. Check out You Better You Bet Sunday mornings at 830 right here on The Fan. We'll preview all the football action to get you ready for kickoff presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Call us 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry in for Boomer. Boomer will be back on Friday. He's filming his uh, Super Bowl's greatest commercials out in Las Vegas. So when we had my uh, middle school Italian teacher call up out of nowhere when I referenced him probably for the first time, well, for the first time ever on the radio, uh, he said that there was someone who he worked for that was was listening to the show and reached out to Vito and said, call in. They are talking about you on WFAN in New York City. Can you believe this? Uh, and that person, Nancy from Mineola, is on the line now. So she was the one who brokered this amazing moment between awesome. me, Brian Rascona, who I went to high school and middle school with, and Vito Caparuso, my 7th and 8th grade Italian teacher back in the mid-90s. Uh, Nancy, good morning. How are you? I'm well, Gio. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. I still am in disbelief at how that whole thing uh, came about. I want to say that you are an outstanding human being. You have a wonderful show. You're very good at what you do. Oh, now you've got the TV on in the background, Nancy. Thank you very much for uh, for saying all of that. But just we're on a delay, so it'd be a little bit confusing for you if you're if you're close to the radio or TV. Okay, um, I'm in the living room and I'm lowering the TV. Um, I just want you to know that you made an outstanding difference this morning in Vito's life. He was very touched at the fact that you called him and let him speak to you. 
Well, listen, it was, uh, are you kidding me? That was amazing. We put him right through. Al wanted to make sure that he vetted him properly and uh, and put him right through. And I, I texted with uh, Brian Rascona uh, after this happened, and we are going to make plans uh, one day, hopefully in the near future, after the Super Bowl, to, to stop by and say hello and maybe have a, have a lunch with him uh, after the show on my way home as I would pass Farmingdale. So we're going we're gonna to work that out. He said he would cook. I was I didn't want him to cook because then I'm putting him out. We'll bring him the food. We'll treat him, and uh, that that'll be such a very cool reunion all these years later. Yeah, because to hear his name this morning was unbelievable. It woke me right up, and I'm like Vito Caparuso. That's <laughs> got to be only one Vito. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Nancy. Well, uh, well, thanks for brokering that, and I'm glad that you were able to reach out to him, and it, and it worked out. We appreciate you. Thanks, and have a great trip and a safe trip. Well, thank you, Nancy. Uh, we're we are we are hoping so. so Greg Giannotti, go. this is your life. This is my life. Yes, I know. We did that with Boomer at Boomer and Geo Live. It I know. Just <laughs> happened here, out of nowhere, uh, talking about the 1994 Knicks and then male teachers and then Vito Caparuso. By the way, that. I don't think it's a bad thing. He cooks for you. He sounds like he likes doing it. Yeah, but that um, yeah, that would be fantastic. But don't you feel like it would be my responsibility? You should, t- you should take him out to that that Italian place that Rascono loves that he was telling us oh, about. Her. Where does Ras- it, it's near where we did the live show, I believe. Oh, okay. I don't know exactly where that would be, but yeah, we'll figure it out. But yeah, we, yeah, take him out or whatever. We'll bring. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be very cool to go hang out with him for an hour or two. You should let him throw a book at you as well. <laughs> <laughs> if he still got the arm. You know, he said it was 75 now. I don't know if he's still... <laughs> he also didn't seem like he remembered that. He because if I did it, I'm sorry. Yeah, see, A long time ago. Yeah. I mean, we remember that, obviously. Because you were the one that had the book thrown at you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're saying he's throwing staplers out the window or punch holders yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it was a hole puncher, yeah. Yeah, I mean, seriously... The hole puncher went out the clearly window. Clearly scarred, so... <laughs> but, I mean, it's just so classic, too, because... Lots of Italians are known for, like, tempers, you know? So he's walking into this situation. He gets angry at us because we're treating him like a horse of manure. <laughs> and he's throwing books, kicking desks, throwing the whole puncher out. And then all these years, like, how many years now has it been? It's 30. Right, right around 30 years. If it's 24 and this was mid-90s, yeah, you're around 30 years. Yeah. Which is right. He was probably in his mid-40s at the time. I mean, and then now we're going to go have I mean, lunch with the guy. So just think about this. Like, if you are, if you're someone... Sure. It's in school right now, and then you you have a problem with your teacher. You're acting up, whatever. Just think about this story. That you know, forty years down the road, that person could still have an impact on your life, and you could make their day. Like these interactions that you have with these teachers. Like I know some teachers that that complain about stuff, and then they have the summers off, and they bitch about going back to school after the summer, and it drives me nuts. But the teachers. That like that we had had to deal with the garbage that yeah. we threw at them back in the day, spitballs and disrespect, and then he was sitting here apologizing to us, saying, "I hope I was a good guy. I hope I was nice to you." And yet he still had an impact on your life. He did, and you had one on his today. And Roscona said, "I still think about this guy every day." Yeah, or often, not every day, but but it's often. A, when you spend that amount of time with someone, it's it's going to happen. Vito Caparuso out to Vegas with us. Yeah. <laughs> Come on out. Now, that would be fun. You could sleep on a cot in my room. Me and you can go out on Friday. You need Friday something to do on Saturday. Friday night. <laughs> there you go. Me you and Vito. Okay. <laughs> you treated me like a horse of manure. Well, sounds like me. That's <laughs> <laughs> because I was not allowed to say shit. <laughs>
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.